Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. Foley fam, we're back with another Friday edition of the Chick Foley Show. This is episode 113. Uh, we're approximately 48 hours away from the Royal Rumble. We're hyped. We're ready for an awesome week of wrestling. We got SmackDown on in the background right now. Uh, Daniel Bryan's currently got AJ Styles in the Yes Lock. So we'll keep one eye on this. If anything crazy happens, we'll give you guys some live reactions. But we're going to dive into everything that has happened this week in the world of wrestling and wrestling memorabilia. Uh, collecting. So uh, let's start off by introducing the stars of the show. Sheena, how's it going? I'm tired, but I am ready for ready for the rumble, baby. And Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts? It is freezing cold, and we have oh, a nor- it's cold here yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have a nor'easter coming too. So that, oh that my should God. be fun. I think it's supposed to snow again here Sunday. I think this yeah. is the first um, this is the first snow day we've had in like three years here in Virginia Beach. We haven't been here for three years, but according to my friends who live here, they said it's the first snow day in three years. Wow. Uh, what's the uh, what's the local vibe like up there uh, seeing Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl with a different team? Um, I, I mean, I'm all for it. I love it. It's uh, I mean, a lot of it's, I think it's like a mixed mixed react, reaction just seeing like social media and stuff like that and just talking to different people. It's like obviously it's bittersweet. You want obviously you want the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl with Tom Brady leading. Yeah. But um, but it's at the same time it's like you're happy that he's that he just went to another division just dominated true and you it really shows you from. which horse is leading the wagon yeah, yeah. You never, you got I, bill belichick is like it was always that argument is it belichick or is it brady or is it the combination of the two and it's like well I, yeah. I got a, I got a question how genuine anybody's being when they say that you know they're happy to see him uh doing well in the with the bucks you know you never want to see your ex shining after after you guys split up you know <laughs> especially when she's doing better than you you yeah. know Patriots yeah. are bouncing around with a few one night stands and slumming it up yeah. while brady's you know going to the super bowl down in sunny tampa playing the super bowl at home first time ever so, so it's, i think it's more like a, a friend or a family member like not not so much like an like an ex-girlfriend type of deal with tom brady it's more it's like you know you, you want your friend to do better if they if they can do better and you know, they can a move nice on. Guy, Marco. Yeah, you really are. That's, I mean, that's that's how I see it anyway. And it's it's Tom. He has a great smile. I mean, you know, you can't beautiful you, wife, beautiful he, kids. Yeah, you just melt. You, you just know, melt when he smiles. All he, the help in the world. Yeah, he's doing, <laughs> he's doing just fine. You think he'll be at WrestleMania? No, nah, I doubt it. I'm pretty sure Brady's going to find something else to do. Gronk might be there though. It is in Gronk's backyard, so we could see Gronk uh, back at Mania one more year. I know Actually, all, the, all the wrestling fans will be happy to see that. Yeah, I have a prediction. They're gonna. After WrestleMania, it's not going to be the Raymond James Stadium. They're going to rename it to the Roman Reigns Stadium after like WrestleMania. It. That's what I think. Yeah. So we'll have uh, the Roman Reigns Stadium to go along with Thunderdome Rome. Yeah, yep. I dig it. Uh, it is a, a hell of a you know storyline we got playing out in the Super Bowl now between uh, with Brady going up against Pat Mahomes. You know, it's shades of uh, of Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair at uh, WrestleMania 24. I'm, I'm waiting for the Chiefs to, you know, be down by four at the, at the five-yard line and and Pat Mahomes to say, you know, I'm sorry, I love you to Tom Brady <laughs> right, before he, uh, right before he drops back and throws a dime to the uh, the back corner to, to Travis Kelsey. You know, I think that would be uh, just the perfect ending oh, for uh, for Tom Brady's career. Uh, but yeah, well, yeah, you know, uh, Tom Brady's got to end his career at the Super Bowl one way or another. Yeah, exactly. He's like yeah. Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. You know, 
uh, Mahomes is going to be calling out the signals and you're going to see him slowly turn to Tom Brady on the sidelines. And we're going to know what's going on. The re- wrestling fans will get it. Everybody yeah. else is going to be puzzled, but we'll yeah. know exactly what's happening. So. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get back to what we know uh, best, which is wrestling. Uh, but first, uh, Sheena, tell them where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me running on Instagram at Chick Foley. And then uh, Marco runs the Twitter machine over on Twitter at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can join our Foley fam at ChickFoleyShow.com. We just did an unboxing mania with uh, the collector's edition figs. Awesome, awesome video. We had a lot of fun doing it. Um, and we have, oh my gosh, the Mark Cave is like packed to the brim yeah, with it, it's uh, a problem right now. It yeah. looks like a storage unit. <laughs> it There's does look so like a storage unit. You know, we're we're so we're so particular like we're like loose collectors, you know. So having things like in the box like is is bothers us. It's like, oh my God, but we're we just gotta find the time to to get everything unboxed. But yeah, we have a bunch of unboxing videos um planned and they're on the schedule and everything. So super excited. And I did want to welcome our newest members to the Foley fam. We had Ryan Woodruff join us this week. Uh Mark Monier. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it with a French uh accent. I think that's how you you say it, Mark. If it's not, please correct me. Uh, from the Touch 'em Up podcast, and then Matt Carlos joined us this week too. So, welcome to the Foley Fam, guys. Stoked to have you. And remember, uh, $1 a month is all it takes to get you into our Facebook group, which is so much fun. You know, not only do we do some uh, some communal fig hunting where everybody kind of helps everybody else out and we always sell for shipping plus retail, but there's just always some fun discussion and we're doing fun events. Like this past Tuesday night, we did the Chick Foley Rumble 5. That's oh, where yeah. that's where everybody gets to pick a wrestler from, you know, the damn near 300 that I have on my roster on uh, WWE 2K with all the created players. And then uh, we just do a 30-man live stream of a simulated Royal Rumble. Uh, Drew O'Dell won this past week he won a uh you're not gonna believe who he won with and it was uh the man the myth the legend goldberg who came in came in at number 30 so it could be a a bad omen for the the internet smarks for this weekend but yeah those events are so much fun we have people that don't even end up getting one of the spots because they're just not quite quick enough or they got some and and they still tune in and watch and you know listen to the commentary and stuff so so it's a blast again dollar a month give it a shot um i think it'll be the best money you spend this month Additionally, we had a Patreon exclusive giveaway this week. So our good friend in Greece, WWE figure artist, blessed us with an extra set of the beautiful WCW six-man tag team belts. And we wanted to give them away to one of our Patreons. So without further ado, the winner of this set of six-man championships is... Cody Baker. <laughs> Congrats, Cody. Uh, these belts are sick. You know, Sheena had a picture up on the feed with uh, the shield figures wearing them. Um, they're just really, really awesome. Some really unique belts that were only around for about nine months uh, back in the early 90s. Um, so, yeah, Cody, be on the lookout. We'll we'll get those belts over to you soon. Um, Sheena, tell us uh, about what our friends over at Fully Posable accomplished oh this past week. Oh, my gosh. Weekend. So this past week, they... Um, they did their five year anniversary of podcasting, which in and of itself is super, super impressive. You know, five years doing anything nowadays um, feels like an eternity, but much less sitting down every single week recording a podcast. And what makes it even more impressive is that Scott and Jeff, you know, and Celeste, the editor, like they have not missed a single week in five years. They're which, the uh, the Cal Ripken of podcasting. They're yeah. the true iron men and women of, of the game. The streak. I mean, through a pandemic, through all of the things that we've been through. In tw- if 2020 couldn't hold them back from not missing a week, then I, I think these guys are good to go. I don't know what, what could what could stop them. But we just want to congratulate um, our friends over at Fully Posable. Like I said, Jeff Scott 
Celeste. We are so proud of every, everything that you guys have accomplished. Um, if you listen to their most recent episode, they actually had a lot of their, um, you know, fans and fellow podcasters and things like that. Um, Celeste reached out to a bunch of them and they sent in voice memos that were super sweet. So it was kind of like a, you know, congratulations show for those guys. And we have a funny story um, that we wanted to share from uh, WrestleCon Week. And I'll let Seth tell because he's a much better storyteller than I am. <laughs> yeah. So we met him at WrestleMania 17. So the show had been out for about a year at this point. It was still, you know, it, it had a, a good following, but it was still kind of bubbling under the surface. I don't think they'd quite blown up yet but we were diehard fans because we've yeah. always been huge podcasting fans and huge wrestling figure fans so it was you know a match made in heaven for us and um sheena knew that they were going to be at wrestlemania and she actually knew what they looked like i didn't even really know at this time because sheena was following them a little bit closer than i was but we were at access uh waiting in line anybody's never known that ever gone to access you know the line to get in is similar to amusement parks where they got you you know weaving back and forth like amusement park style mm-hmm. and uh sheena saw him she was like hey i think that's the uh, Jeff from Fully Posable, you know, and, uh, and, and Celeste. And as we got closer, I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I think so. And so finally we were just like, hey, Jeff from Fully Posable. And they were so stoked, you know, since they, they turned we, around. Yeah, we, yeah. we two sweeted it up. And then um, we ended up basically having the same itinerary because we saw each other at Access once. And then I think we saw each other both days of WrestleCon that we went to. So we ended up running into these guys like three or four times mm-hmm. over WrestleMania weekend. They were so nice, so friendly. And we've stayed in touch since then. You know, before um, Sheena started up this podcast, they were kind of like the one show that we really supported. We would do giveaways for them um, and help them just kind of build their following. And, and they shared a lot of some of my more infamous um, fig hunting fig stories because they yeah. used to get grimy in Hawaii. I did I did some things I'm not proud of to get figures in Hawaii. Maybe we'll tell those stories on here sometime. But they were always happy to share them. They were always cracking up so much at all the different hijinks we would get into uh, trying to score figures. And, and we just love them, you know. So. Tell them the autograph story about when we were at WrestleCon. And like, so <laughs> oh, like, yeah. you know, Celeste is carrying so, this giant, like, you know, she's like carrying bags They had bags. a wagon. A well, wagon. That's what it was. They had a wagon. So <laughs> if you guys figures. listen to Fully Posable, Scott and Jeff are pretty much exclusively MOC and they're really big into the autographs you know that's what they're all about is getting these figures signed you know they, they were kind of the innovators of the paint pen uh, talking about the best paint pens to get and what colors to use um and so that so that's their thing and so we bumped into them at wrestlecon and uh they were like you know what autographs did you guys get they were so stoked to ask us what autographs we we got and we were like uh we don't really do autographs we're, we're kind of just here to get the meet and greet and kind of snap a photo and jeff just had the most you know he hit it because he's one of the nicest people he's very similar <laughs> to you marco like i don't think he has a mean bone in his body he's very very nice but i could just feel the the look of disgust that was just trying to get out and onto his face so he just was like Oh, okay. That's cool too. That's cool too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I could tell he was just blown away at the fact that uh, we were figure collectors and yeah. didn't didn't care about getting autographs. It was just like he was just mind blown. It was the funniest thing, and we still we still talk about that today. We'll still use that. We'll be like, well, that's cool too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anytime something comes up, we'll be like, that's cool too. But con- congrats to you guys. Uh, can't wait to hear five more years of podcasting from you, and and just best of luck on everything. For going sure. forward. Uh, Sheena, I think you got some good ideas for the folks for Valentine's Day gifts for us. Yeah, so Val- yeah, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Um, I think I, I'm not a huge fan of Valentine's Day. I think it's kind of just a, like a whack holiday. I think it's the worst holiday of the year. <laughs> it is the worst <laughs> holiday of the year. Um, you know, it's just to me, it's just kind of cheesy. And I feel like, you know, it kind of just isolates a lot of people. Like if you're single or whatever, like it just kind of makes you feel like shit. You know what I mean? Like not having somebody. But 
regardless, if you are buying for your loved one or your family or your friend or your kid or whatever, you know, you can buy for whoever you want to on Valentine's Day. Um, it's just about it's just a day about showing the love, in my opinion. Um, I wanted to plug some of our favorite artists because they have some amazing stuff up right now. And there's no better way than to just support art, support small shops um, and, uh, you know, help these guys out. And so I wanted to support, obviously, Extra Cooler. Love him. He's done so much work for us. We we love Nick and the crew. They and actually check out his podcast, The Extra Cooler Show. Um, they just started it up and they're on episode four and they're they're awesome. So also Hal Haney. Um, I'm sure you guys know about Hal Haney. He's done some very, 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 you know, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Prominent pieces that have gotten like sh- shared with uh, celebrities like The Rock shared his piece. Um, a lot of wrestlers and stuff that he's done uh, work for have like tweeted and stuff his pieces. So yeah, didn't, uh, didn't Sasha commission Bailey for her uh, birthday painting or something? Oh, like that? did she? Vice- I don't know. It was yeah. Vice versa. It was either Sasha commissioned Bailey or Sasha commissioned a birthday painting for Bailey or, or vice versa. But yeah, they've, uh, he- he he's he's in line with uh with WWE's uh wrestlers. Yeah, he does amazing stuff. So check out Hal Haney. Um our man from down under from Australia, Sam Evans Art. Um he is just killing it right now. He has some really amazing he has some amazing prints, but also some canvas work. He's got some macho man that have like glitter and like a lot of mixed media stuff. So love his stuff. And then I can't I would uh can't go without talking about Donut Glow. He was one of the original Chick Foley artists. We commissioned a lot of stuff from Donut Glow early on and uh he I just love his artwork. I love his character. Um, so definitely check those guys out, see what they got going on. And uh, Seth has something he wants yeah, to Yeah, we're add. talking about art. Let's give a shout out to the Mad Reaper. The, he, he doesn't make custom action figures. He makes art also. That's so, true. That's yeah, true. If you really want to make a big boy purchase, hit up Mad Reaper and get a, a figure for the one you love. Yeah, so the one you love, your friend, family, pet, whoever, whoever you're shopping for. If you love yourself, treat yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So I thought I would give those guys a shout out. All right, and then we want to remind you guys before we dig into the meat and potatoes of this week's show to use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside Collectibles. They're the number one sponsor of this show, and they are the number one worldwide retailer of wrestling figures. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway uh, supporting Ringside this week. Anybody that sends in a screenshot to Sheena's Instagram or uh, to Marco on Twitter showing that you've used code Chick Foley in the year 2021, will be entered to win Elite 84 Roman Reigns, the first Wreck-It Roman, the first Thunderdome Rome. Uh, you guys will have a chance to win that. We'll announce the winner next week. So get those screenshots, DMs, and the only requirement is that you use code Chick Foley and that it was in uh, this calendar year. Yeah, and I've, I've had some of you guys recently send me screenshots. Just send them again from you know from today until uh, the end of the contest, so that way we can keep track of it and everything. So because the DMs get kind of get kind of busy, so make sure if you've already sent me a screenshot, you know, and shown support or shared it in your story, you send it to me again. All right, let's move inside the squared circle. This segment is brought to you by Homage. Remember to use the Homage link in Sheena's bio to help support the show and get some really awesome gear for yourself. They got a few more uh, WWE Slam shirts. They're going to be dropping pretty soon. The Undertaker and Kane one is really, really cool, and uh, they are the most comfy shirts that, that you can buy. Yeah, and you can use our link for anything on their site, not just uh, not just wrestling shirts, so it applies to anything on there. All right, so first off is the huge news. Um, at this point, we don't know if it's going to be more for the business world or the uh, or for us as fans. Um, but WWE Network in the United States was basically purchased by NBC. Uh, and they are going to um, fold the WWE Network into their Peacock streaming service that recently started. Um, yeah, Peacock. I did not see that coming. Did you guys know that that was like in the works? I did uh, not- so I knew they were shopping around their streaming rights, but... 
I think what everybody was suspecting was that for maybe the big four, uh, you know, the Rumble, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and WrestleMania, maybe those yeah. would go to a different streaming yeah. service. I don't think anybody expected them to just full stop sell um, basically the entire content of uh, the WWE Network. But they're getting a billion dollars um, over the next five years. That's the reported number. We obviously we don't know the specifics, but yeah, it's a lot of cash. Um, so if you bet that WWE stock, that's definitely paying off this week. Um, but yeah, the it's going to NBC. Um, Again, WWE Network debuted in early 2014, I believe February 2014. Mm-hmm. We got it in April, right when I had gotten back from a, uh, a trip overseas right before WrestleMania 30. Definitely changed my life because it got me back into wrestling. I got yeah. WWE Network just for the nostalgia factor to go back and watch the stuff that I loved as a kid and a teenager. But um, with getting the the monthly pay-per-views for free, you know, if I'm playing video, I'd be playing video games or something. And OK, Extreme Rules 2014 is on. Let me let me check this out. Oh, these shield guys that you know they look pretty entertaining, and you know before you know it, I, I'm hooked on the current product. And Doesn't here we that are, just seven blow years your mind later. to think about like how much money and time and energy and everything that's come out of just us subscribing to the us subscribing to the network. How much has come out of that? You know, us getting back into the product like this wouldn't even be a thing. Yeah, right like now. I said, WWE, I can honestly say WWE Network changed we my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, we've done a lot. <laughs> it was wild. So, uh, Marco, let me just get your, your initial take. What were your thoughts as you as you heard the news? Um, I kind like I kind of knew that that was gonna happen. It was gonna happen because I think it was either last, maybe the year before, maybe 2019, when they had that uh, last investors meeting, um, and they spoke about you know selling uh, different properties of WWE to different you know streaming services and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I know like ESPN was up up there too as well, uh, which is owned by Disney. Um, and I, I I had a conversation with a, with a few of my friends about this and and. They didn't believe me at first. I was like, I was like, the Vince McMahon is going to sell parts of the WWE. Probably not the actual name of it, but there's going to like brands. Yeah, will be I remember sold when that. Yeah, yeah, I remember when that was kind of going on. And like, and like I said, you can already kind of see it with Fox and SmackDown. Like, mm-hmm. Fox owns SmackDown. That's their show. You don't see any Raw commercials on Fox. Right. Yeah. Right. Same same thing with uh, like they'll cross promote on the show. Like Raw will talk about SmackDown and SmackDown will talk about Raw. But as far as like advertising, but they never mention like Fox or USA. Nope, you know what I mean? They don't at all. Yeah. So so that 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 was like the beginning stages right there with with the with the Fox move and in, in my perspective. Um, and then obviously this. So this was kind of no surprise to me. Um, I, I figured uh, like like we spoke about earlier it was going to be like maybe just the pay per views being sold um, mm-hmm. to to different streaming services and you would have more access that way. But um, that. That, it surprised me that the whole the whole network U.S. only, not not the whole world. So like, yeah. the, like so like Europe, US. Australia, although they're not going to be folded into like Peacock or anything. It's just U.S. for now. Uh, probably to see how it goes, and then maybe it'll all go into uh into Peacock. So, but um, I like is, the move. Is Peacock is Peacock a worldwide um I mean, app? It's like, a, yeah, it's just I mean it's everywhere. a streaming app. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, I'm assuming you can get every get it everywhere. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's every last country in the world, but yeah, I think but for I mean, all intents like, and purposes, yeah. it's worldwide. There's some yeah. weird region, regional like uh, right broadcasting yeah. right stuff there. Yeah, and, and my other conversation I had was like the actual WWE. Like, would it actually be sold? Like the actual name to itself, and I and I would I always said if it if that is going to happen, the only per, only company or entity that could buy the WWE, I think, or Vince would sell to, would be Disney. That's the only company I can yeah. think of if yeah. it was going to happen. Um, which right now, with with what happened with the with the Peacock thing, it 
doesn't seem too far fetched at all. From uh, I could see NBC Universal buying it. You know, what I mean, I mean, NBC owns USA, so and we know how close you know Dick Ebersoft from NBC Sports was Vince McMahon. So that NBC WWE relationship goes back damn near forty years at this oh, point. Yeah. So yeah, that you know it's something I can see Disney as they continue their freaking entertainment empire growing that you know they could bring in something like that or uh or you know nbc universal could well do I also, also i also heard that this was kind of like I mean, i'm sure it's been in the works for a while but um it definitely kind of expedited things that they were not having the olympics this year you know nbc really counts on having the olympics for viewership and all that kind of yeah. stuff and you know i think this was like a big money move and like to kind of replace that um and i thought it was super smart i know a lot of people were like what i think it's i think it's really cool because one i you get everything on peacock for the same price that is what you're paying for WWE Network right now. It's going to be $9.99. So, and I, I'm, I guess if you already have Peacock, then you just got automatically get upgraded and have WWE, have access to WWE Network once it rolls over. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. The only thing I'm worried about is um, I've heard a lot of people, we don't currently have Peacock. So, I, I mean, I don't really know what the interface looks like, but I've heard a lot of people talk about how... Um, not user friendly the the interface is in Peacock like the search function is not that great and as far as like WWE Network you know I mean that's how you so I'm really find hoping things, you know? and I honestly it didn't really click in my mind until we were talking just now about how this is only for the United States I'm hoping that Peacock like you go on the app and it's just a gateway to get back to the same WWE Network we already that know and be love because I can't uh, you know obviously I don't know I'm I'm not you know I don't work on the tech side or running one of these streaming platforms like this but. I can't imagine they would go through the trouble to migrate all that content if they're still going to have the WWE network as we already know it um, running basically in everywhere countries, else in the yeah. world. It seems like the easiest thing to do would just be, you know, you access it through the Peacock app and then you're off in, you know, WWE network world. Right. Yeah. Well, the full the full like migration doesn't happen. Oh, like the launch of the WWE network on Peacock doesn't happen until like the end of March. Um, so who knows what it's going to look like then? I think people are talking about what's on there now is what they have for like free content for mm -hmm. WWE. Like they put a lot of those like greatest, you know, greatest hits. That stuff is like, already playlists. on Peacock. Yeah. So that right stuff's now? already there. Yeah. Like the actual like event, like all the stuff on the network isn't on Peacock yet. The only yeah. thing that's on there is the stuff that you see on like the free WWE network is like, you know, AJ Styles greatest matches and like greatest yeah. WrestleMania moments. Like only those things are right. on there. Nothing like the actual pay-per-views, the actual shows, none of, none of the original content. Now that stuff's on there. And we still yeah. haven't gotten any like the super detailed info on how it's going to work. So yeah, hopefully in a perfect world, yeah, I'll still have the same interface and stuff. It's just I have to go through the Peacock app mm -hmm. to uh, to access it because honestly, like I still like the original WWE Network interface. Like I've learned to like the uh, the new interface that they debuted in in 2019. But we lost Collections during that, which Collections oh, yeah. was one of my favorite yeah. features of the old network, and that didn't make it. So. If they are just kind of piecemealing it over to Peacock, full stop. Um, I gotta imagine we're gonna lose some stuff. And then, like Sheena said, there are some. You know, people already having major issues with uh, with the Peacock apps. Like, you know, one cool thing about WWE Network is they have an incredible search function. You know, you could search a wrestler's name, and it's gonna thing, pull up yeah. all their matches, their interview segments, basically anything that's got a uh, a timestamp on one of their shows. Um, I saw somebody they had a, a video that they showed. Um, that, you know, the, probably the two, out of the last 10 years, I think the two shows that are most synonymous with NBC is The Office and Parks and Rec. We don't know Amy Poehler was a star of Parks and Rec. Somebody got on the Peacock app and searched just the name Amy Poehler yeah, and there was no that. results yeah. returned. Um, so zero. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, a little bit, uh, that's a little bit alarming. So like I said, my, my, uh, same thing as Sheena, my biggest concern with this is just, 
the interface, you know, if the interface changes and then losing content. Cause I'm, I'm still upset that we lost, we lost collections from the original, mm-hmm. uh, migration, but on the plus side, you know, we'll try to accentuate the positive cause this thing's happening, whether we want to get on board whether with we it, like or not, it or not, we are getting the office back. You know, the office is the, uh, the old, I think for, for folks our age, the office is kind of like the perfect, just background noise. It's, it's the comfort food of television. Yeah. Um, you can jump in at any point in the first seven seasons while Steve Carell is still there and immediately be entertained and have some laughs. And it had been on Netflix for years. I think it was really one of the kind of the cornerstones of Netflix, especially yeah. when they first started out streaming. And they lost it on January 1st of this year. So we're only going to end up going a couple months without having, um, you know, unlimited access to the office. You're only going to go a couple months. I still got the DVDs that you tried to get me to trash forever ago. <laughs> so I, I still have physical media. So I never lost the office. Right. But that physical media has been in this garage, in the garage the whole time. Nobody's, <laughs> trying, to throw, nobody's trying to pop a DVD in True. Uh, nowadays. But... Uh, I want to pose the question. You guys just have a little fun with it. You know, uh, this is bringing the, the office and WWE together on the same platform. Marco, if you could add one WWE wrestler to the cast of the office, who would it be? Oh, man. You th- I think you have to go with uh, with Kevin Owens on this one. Okay. I, I, think, like he'd, I think he'd be hilarious um, just off the cuff because it's seen as kind of like a like a like a docu type of series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think Kevin he'd be Owens great. would definitely work Wait, in the what warehouse. Are you doing? Yeah, you, I was going to say you put him in the accounting and the warehouse. No, he'd be in the, gonna he's going to be in the warehouse for sure. What do you think, Marco? Um, I like actually, I like him in accounting. That'd be pretty funny. Just like some like he, I think it'd be pretty funny. But the warehouse is kind of like, or maybe he's a manager at another branch. I could see ooh. him being like a being like a you know manager that's like kind of goes head to head with Michael Scott. Yeah. You know, that'd be pretty funny actually. Yeah, Sheena, yeah. who's your pick? I, I'm gonna say Montez Ford. I would love to see because oh, yeah. he's he's just hilarious and he's 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 just kooky enough that he would like fit right in with those guys. You know what I mean? I don't know what role he would play or where he would kind of fit in, but I know whatever wherever he was, he would just nail it and make me laugh out loud every single time. I think I'm going, you know, similar vein. I think I'm going our truth. I want to see our truth. Oh, our truth would be so I'm, good. I'm thinking, I'm thinking our truth is like you know the one of the, the the managers of one of the other businesses there at the office park or maybe like maybe the janitor or something just somebody that pops Security in guard. yeah i don't think you've seen him every episode <laughs> but every you know once every three or four episodes he pops in for a scene still in cameo and yes. i just think him and michael just seeing who could be the goofier would uh would be pretty hilarious you know so yeah, oh i think i think God, our truth yes. would be pretty good on that That's um so good. but yeah so like I said, we're going to hopefully we'll continue to track this because WWE Network, again, it's so important to uh, to all of our lives. You know, it's really the main way that we digest wrestling nowadays, mm-hmm. at least uh, at least WWE and NXT. And we'll continue to give you guys the most up to date um, details as they come out. So stay stay in touch with uh, all the social media and, uh, and and here on the podcast every week and we'll keep track of it and we'll all hope for the best. It's beverage break time. We're always knocking back a few cold ones as we do the show. And our beverage break is where we like to share with you guys what we're drinking every week. So we'll kick it off with Sheena this week. Sheena, what are you sipping on? So this snow day got me feeling real nostalgic for my island life. So I wanted to kick it back a little bit. Um, I was at Walmart today and I grabbed me a case of Big Wave from Kona Brewing Company. Um, it's it's probably my favorite Kona brew. Um, it's just, I just love it. Super smooth beautiful beautiful can design um and it makes me reminiscent of hawaii because i've drank a lot of 
big wave on the island. Yeah, I think uh, for anybody that's wanting to dip a toe in the waters for, for craft beer, Big Wave is definitely the way to go. It's uh, it's it's an easy drink, you know, but it is a craft beer, so it packs a little bit more punch than uh, than your regular off the shelf stuff. Uh, but yeah, we we definitely pounded our fair share of Big mm-hmm. Wave over uh, over the years. Marco, what are you drinking this week? Oh man, I uh, no no beer this week. I'm actually sipping on that uh that 19 Crizzle Red oh, Whistle. Oh, I almost oh, grabbed me a bottle gosh. of that today. They had a, they had a whole impact <laughs> at Wally World. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got you have to you have to send me a picture of the cork. You know, there's there's four different corks uh, for the uh, uh, Snoop Dogg collection. So I want to see if you, I have the two that I got. So I want to see what you got. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll have to create a collection. We'll just start a cork collection. There's Since no limit to what we that. can collect. Yeah, the, uh, the Snoop Dogg the Snoop Dogg wine is uh, <laughs> is definitely not endorsed by me. We, we've seen some of the comments and reviews coming in. I know there's a, a, a small but diehard segment of the fan base that is all about you know the heel husband the hardest of the hardcore fans i think really roll with me um and yeah <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that i'm not on board with the, uh, the snoop dog wine endorsement me me, me and marco me and marco our heart beats to the same freaking yeah, beat dude. definitely <laughs> so good yeah you guys know what i'm drinking it's miller light still got me sitting on red but i'm dedicated but you know no i'm gonna throw a little tease out there we may have a uh, a, com- a competitor stepping in you know you guys have been uh working on somebody yeah you guys have been uh hesitating leaving us leaving us on the shelf so we may uh you guys have got some competition to be the official beer of the chick foley show and i'll, oh. I'll leave that. That, that that's what we call a tease here in the industry so uh let's move on Hey, one more thought on the uh, the Peacock and WWE Network deal before we move into our Royal Rumble preview. Uh, if you guys been reading the news and stuff, the guy who actually negotiated that deal was Nick Khan. All right, if that name sounds familiar, mm. it's because he's related to uh, the Khan family Tony. that owns AEW. You know, he's <laughs> part of their family, but he was hired as I can't remember if he was chief financial officer, or one of the what uh, one of the big executive VP roles there at WWE. He got the <laughs> he got the job last year because he's obviously a successful businessman in his own mind. But this could, this could be you know the first step of the uh, you know the they implanted the poison from the inside out. You know, so there's a little conspiracy theory for you guys if uh, if this migration order Peacock ends up being a disaster, and it's right before WrestleMania time. Also, this is not the time you want to be making a major move like this. So, oh, man. Remember, remember that that Nick Khan, he was the one that had the quotables in the uh, in in all the news stories and stuff. So just remember that he does got some loose ties to AEW. And, and he's the one that brokered this deal. So something to think about if this thing goes sideways. Speaking of relatives, real quick, I wanted to tell you, I, I had some news I thought you could use. Did you know your favorite wrestler, Dolph Ziggler, you know his brother debuted in AEW this week? Yeah, he yeah. already tweeted out if fans call him Little Dolph again that he's uh, <laughs> deleting his Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wrestles just like Dolph. So, I mean, he's got he's got to differentiate himself a little bit. You know what yeah. I mean? Not that not that wrestling like Dolph is a bad thing. We love Dolph around here, Seth especially. But um yeah, you got you gotta do something if you're living in the shadow of Dolph Ziggler, you know? All right. Let's get into our Royal Rumble preview. Royal Rumble's coming a little bit later than usual this year, all the way the last day of January. Um it's gonna be a great show. We this is probably you know it's between this and SummerSlam for the second biggest show of the year. I think this is most wrestling fans favorite show of the year just because it's so much fun. We only have five matches so far. Did any new matches get announced on SmackDown tonight, Marco? I didn't see any. They usually have to do that over either. the weekend. Like the yeah, late, it looks like we only got five. I know they but do. If it's got, five matches, I'm so happy. I'm yeah, I know uh, WWE. If you read the dirt sheets, they are motivated to keep the pay per views at at three to three and a half hours from now on. So it makes sense if you can have two rumbles and then you get three other uh, three other matches on there. And two of them are big matches that yeah. you know yeah. at least one of them should get a lot of time. 
Um, so we'll run through it. We'll At go through. Yeah, we'll go through the three individual <laughs> matches and then move into the rumble. So let's start off with our first prediction. Who's who's holding the belt right now? Is Marco still the? Uh, oh my god! Is no, Marco still I, the, or did you get it back? I am the champion. You got um, back? She's okay. All right, Marco. Hopefully, you can snatch friend. it back this time. I feel like let's it's been see. forever since we had a pay-per-view. I, I was just thinking that. When's TLC the last time we was did predictions? well. Yeah, TLC was I think December twentieth. So it's Jeez. been about six weeks since we've had a. Uh, since that, we've had a show. That's forever in wrestling. World. Yeah, that is a long time, especially in the last uh, last couple of years. I know, and they moved the AEW show to yeah, March it's, now. it's going so down March yeah. 7th now. So I think the next one after this will be uh, Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll kick it off with the Women's Tag Team Championship match. We're going to see the Queens of Tomorrow, Asuka and Charlotte, defending on the last champs, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marco, you go first. Oh, uh, Man. This is hard. It doesn't go either, either way. Both both formidable teams. Um, both powerful in their own right. But I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Asuka and Charlotte. I think they retain. Um, All right. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Nia and Shayna. I think there's no way going into Rumble season that they're going to have Charlotte still carrying the, the tag title being tied to, to Asuka. Not that they've done really anything together since they became tag champs, but... Um, I think they're really going to give Charlotte like her, you know, her rumble, her, her uh, WrestleMania shine that she normally gets. So mm. I think this is a perfect time for them to have her go ahead and just drop that belt to Nia and Shayna. Um, but we we shall see. Like you said, when Charlotte's involved, uh, anything is possible. I uh, I think Nia Jax and Shayna are going to win. This is going to start to plant the seeds for. Charlotte and Asuka at WrestleMania. I think that's what we see. I think some, I think whether either Charlotte just straight up turns on Asuka or they have a little bit of miscommunication, that's what I see happening. I, see, I think we plant that seed and we're going to get Asuka Charlotte part two. You think Lacey or Rick get involved in this at all? Um, no, it seems like that's been more of an individual Charlotte story. It doesn't really seem like that story's switched over with, uh, hmm. with, with Asuka too much, but we may see Alexa Bliss. You know, Asuka's got her situation going with Alexa Bliss. She basically yeah. had to get Randy, uh, Randy Orton to save her from losing the raw women's title this last week. So a lot of different stuff in play here. You know, you got potential Oscar and Charlotte conflict. You got mm. Charlotte and Lacey, and then you got Oscar and Alexa bliss and, and Nia and Shane are just on the other side, looking at their chops, waiting to get their hands back on the belt. So yeah. they, they got everything in their favor. Um, should be a good match. I, I think this is probably going to end up being our opener on, uh, on Sunday. I think they're night. opening with the women's rumble. Oh, did they say yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, so the, that could be a good, you know, maybe Charlotte wins the Women's Rumble and then you got a little bit of awkwardness when they go in to fight their tag match. I don't know. A lot of different ways you can go with this one, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. It should be a great match because, you know, we got three great workers and then Nia is usually at least interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so we do got one additional match announced for the Rumble. So, Shini, will be picking first on this one. Sasha Banks is going to defend the SmackDown Women's title match against Carmella. Carmella's getting another shot at the belt. Mm. Okay. I'm going to say it is still going to be boss time. I think Sasha Sasha retains. I think they've learned from their past mistakes, just letting Sasha continue to just drop um, drop the belt in all her big moments. Um, so I think I think it's going to continue with boss time. All right, Marco? Uh, yeah, same here. Sasha Banks, I don't see them giving Carmella any, any chance. Probably going to be the... Actually, you know what? There might be another match. I believe uh, Riddle and... Bobby Lashley might be a match for the United States Championship because he did win that uh, that gauntlet match, so he does have a shot. So, yeah, they didn't add it to the Rumble yet, though. So it sounds like that may be happening on Raw or something. They could add it over the weekend if they do add it. We'll uh, 
Sheena and yeah. Marco will make their picks and we'll get those posted up in Sheena's Instagram story. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm yeah, also agreeing. I think, I think Sasha wins. I just doesn't really feel like uh, Carmelo has built up enough momentum in this feud yet to, to take the strap from her. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our two big ones. So we'll start off with the last man standing match mm. for the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Sheena, you're picking first. I picked first in the Sasha, but you want me to go ahead and pick first in this Sheena, one? Okay? you're picking first. All right. Um, <laughs> last man standing. Honestly, I don't think there's anyone that is going to be beating the head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. So I think uh, Roman is definitely going to retain here in this last man standing match. Marco? Yeah, I think so too. It's I don't think I don't think they're ending the uh, he's he's rolling into mania with that title. Um, mm-hmm. He's definitely not losing it. Yeah, it definitely feels like, especially a last man standing match. That's it just such doesn't a, make any sense. That's such yeah. a definitive ending. I don't see, I, you know, I feel, I feel like you'd basically have to shoot Roman Reigns in kayfabe to keep him down for 10 <laughs> seconds at this yeah. point. Yeah. All right. Next is the uh, the lightning rod. Oh, this is the one boy. that's got everybody talking. Oh, I think everybody's going to be on the edge oh, of their boy. seats <laughs> the with the bell rings because this one could go either way. And I think it's just going to cause so much uproar potentially. We got Drew McIntyre, the baby face of all baby Dewey. faces. Dewey McIntyre. Defending the Dewey. world championship <laughs> against the legendary Goldberg. This is two of our son Brett's favorite wrestlers. He yeah. loves Goldberg. Goldberg was one of the first guys he really took a shining to. And then he loves uh, Dewey McIntyre. When we show him, him this match on Monday, his head's going to explode. Yeah. If, Finn ba- if Finn Balor shows up in this match, I don't know I don't know if he is going to make it through the day. All right. So, Marco, you're going to go first on this one. How do you see this playing out? You can't make you can't I can't uh, go first on this one. You're up, um, man. You're up, this is dude. rough. This is a rough one because go either way. Yeah, I could I could see Drew. Can you, see, it all depends on what happens with like elimination chamber and like what is playing with that. But we don't know what's going to happen can, until you, after you, the rumble. You're not, you're not a fortune teller, dude. Yeah. So, oh boy, um, you Put know that what? Crystal ball away. You know what? I'm going to go Goldberg. I just I have a feeling. It's it's it, people don't want it to happen, and it's probably going to happen because um, he he lost to Randy and got it back like the next week anyway, so not a big deal if he loses it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Goldberg. They don't bring him back for nothing. Um, Sheena, yeah, who's your pick? Um, oh, dude, this it's so freaking hard. Like you said, um, I I I don't think they bring Goldberg back for anything, and Goldberg definitely doesn't do the job for many people. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> my heart and my, my heart and my head are telling me two totally different things. So I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my heart. Oh. And I'm gonna choose Drew. Your heart's with Drew McIntyre over Goldberg? Yeah. My head is telling me Goldberg because my head is telling me that Vince wouldn't have brought Goldberg back unless he planned on Putting the championship so on my him. heart's Goldberg all the way. Drew McIntyre's had a good year. Don't get me wrong, but Goldberg's a freaking legend. You know, what I mean, I'm never going to root against Goldberg. So yeah, the fan in me would love to see Goldberg win that belt one more time. Um, my prediction, I think Drew wins and I'll get specific. I think we're going to see some sort of money in the bank high jinx, uh, you know, possibly even a cash in um that leads to to drew end up getting an edge over goldberg and getting the win and then let goldberg go and fight miz and morrison and handicap match at wrestlemania you know i think that could be fun uh but that's what i think is gonna happen they're already teasing on monday with those guys getting involved and getting beat down so i think somehow or another miz is gonna play into this finish and lead to oh yeah but i keep forgetting miz is still like kind of in the yeah know, he had a fa- well the- he had a failed cash in at the last yeah. interview too but they, yeah. he got it back on a technicality so i think this time 
he does cash in and somehow or another gets in the way and costs Goldberg the match and then he'll have to deal with those consequences afterwards. But but I do think that Drew McIntyre is going to be leaving with the belt on Sunday night. But again, I think, uh, you know, they're playing the smarks on this one. Um, regardless of what you think about it in kayfabe, like I said, I think the moment the bell rings, every wrestling fan is going to be on the edge of their seat wanting to see what happens and say what you want about Goldberg, but he is still generating interest um, all these years later, whether it's, yeah. you know, whether we're worried about him trolling uh, the fan or WWE trolling the fans with a Goldberg victory or not. Uh, it's going to be <sighs> exciting. And I just, I think the electricity is going to be through the roof from the moment that match starts. All right, let's go to our main events. First off, we'll do the women's rumble. Mm-hmm. Marco, who do you pick? Man, this is a, these next two matches are the hardest to pick for. Oh yeah, yeah um, this is always just like a crap well, it's, shoot. Yeah, it's mathematically, I mean, you have thirty different choices, so that's basic yeah. wrestling. So I'm gonna go. Uh, hmm. <sighs> Let me think. Let me think about this one. I might. I don't want to pick a heart. A heart choice, which which I might have to do. But I feel it's going to be. It's going to. I'm going to. I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go Bianca. Bianca Belair. That's what Shut I'm going with. Your freaking mouth! Are you kidding me? That is exactly what I was going <laughs> to pick. Out of thirty women, you and I are still on the same page. Yeah, no, she it, Bianca Belair. It's. I, what the heck? She she came so close last year, um, yeah. Until I think she got thrown out by Charlotte. Um, and my prediction, since we're on the women's Royal Rumble, is Charlotte is not obviously she's not going to win. I don't think she's winning the Rumble. I think no. she's in fact getting tossed over by Lacey Evans. Ric Flair is going to come out, distract her, and it's going to lead to a match at Mania. They're going to face each other at Mania or something. I don't think she's going anywhere near a title at all. I think she keeps the tag titles. And I think it's just gonna. She's in a feud with Lacey because they can't just like not do anything with what they're doing with this whole Ric Flair, Lacey Evans, Charlotte yeah, type right. of thing. So I think uh, I think Charlotte gets dumped over by Lacey in the Rumble. I can that, see that. Yeah, and then there's like total hijinks. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sheena, who's your pick? I'm going with Bianca. I think Bianca is. Uh, I, I think it just makes sense. I think she's had such a good year, and she just. I mean, she looks like a million bucks. She's an incredible athlete. She had a good showing at last year's Rumble. I think she eliminated the most uh, contenders at last at last year's Rumble. So I think, you know, and obviously they didn't really get to go anywhere with it because of all the pandemic stuff. And they, they had to really kind of change plans, like, you know, at the last minute. And who knows what would have come of Bianca Belair in 2020 had um, things just continued to be normal. So I think this is kind of like going to be, you know, the resurgence of Bianca Belair. And I think we could see her win the Rumble. Call me crazy. I think Becky Lynch is coming back. I think Becky Lynch is going to win it. <laughs> no. no. She just had a kid. No. It's wrestling. <laughs> I had a kid a year ago, and I can't even imagine being like, well, you know what? Maybe I should give. Get it's back. wrestling. She couldn't come in at 30, eliminate a couple people. I think no. Becky Lynch could come in at number 30. and win. That'd be the ultimate feel-good story. You know, brand new mom coming back to win the championship that she never lost. God, and show no. her daughter how it's done. Oh, my God. I would riot. I would want that right. to happen. You guys heard it here first. I'm saying Becky Lynch is winning this Rumble. Wow. Okay. If that happens, then you win the to the, the Chick-fil-A Prediction Championship. If that happens alone, it doesn't matter what else happens in this Prediction yeah. Championship. We'll give it to Seth. Becky Lynch, yeah. come, Becky Lynch comes back in the Rumble. She didn't have to win. If Becky Lynch comes back in the Rumble, <laughs> then we will get Seth <laughs> the Chick-fil-A Prediction Championship. All right. Men's Rumble. Who are you picking, Shane? Oh. <gasps> 
okay, so this is really freaking hard because there's so many different avenues based on who wins. 30 different avenues, actually. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, realistically, um, I think I am going to go with... This is not going to happen. Well, I don't know. I gotta go with Daniel Bryan. I think I'm gonna go with Daniel Bryan to win the to win the Rumble. I think. Um, I mean, he he proclaimed. You know, that's the one thing he's never done in his career is win a Rumble. So, I think he's gonna come out and give it his all, give it his heart, and hopefully he comes out on top. All right, so Daniel Bryan, safe pick. Marco, who are you going with? Guess what? He's not gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna have to put those those dreams on hold because he's oh, no. not winning the Royal Rumble. There's only one man. And he has Bobby Lashley. Is, no, no, no. Oh, actually, I was going to pick Bobby Lashley before, but that was earlier this week. I was like, nah, he's not winning. Uh, there's only one man, and he has one name, and his name is Edge. Edge is winning the you Royal think Rumble. So? Yeah. Uh, and I think he's going to face Roman Reigns at Mania. And it's going to be the Battle of the Spares, something that they couldn't do last year with Goldberg. It's yeah. the ultimate good guy versus the ultimate bad guy. I'm not saying pull a swerve on both of us and Big E wins, but uh, I can see I'm going Big with e Edge. Too. I'm going with Edge on this one. All right, Edge uh, and Daniel Bryan. All right, what about you, picks. sir? I'm picking, so I'm not going to pick an exact name. I know this is not necessarily allowed, but I think whoever loses out of Goldberg and Drew McIntyre will win the Royal Rumble. I think whoever loses that match will come in at number 30 and will win the Rumble. Um, you got stories you could tell with either one of those guys. And that's what I see happening. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be done with either one of those guys for the night if they happen to lose that match. Uh, who's some of the like comebacks or surprise guys that you'd like to see? Or maybe, you know, some of the nostalgic returns um, for this Rumble. I, I would love to see Seth Rollins return, obviously. You know, you were just talking about Becky Lynch, but um, I would not be mad at seeing Seth Rollins make his first appearance in, in 2021. We haven't seen him since... Um, Survivor Series. Sur- was it Survivor Series? It yeah, the, he, I think it was the night after Survivor Series. He sacrificed maybe. himself and, yeah, all that. Like you know. There was a commercial that aired first week of January saying that he was going to come back, and then WWE just kind of did the men in black memory wipe thing and acted yeah. like that never happened. <laughs> there was definitely a commercial on Fox. It was, yeah, no, I remember seeing it. They advertise them returning. I, told um, you, I, I can't remember if I said, I, I think I just told you guys off air. I, I already have the darkest timeline for Seth Rollins. Oh, he does. Did Seth you, have Rollins, you announced this I on the show? Okay. I told you, yeah, I haven't said it on the oh, show man. before. It here, here's, here's, this would be the most WWE thing that they could do with Seth Rollins return. So let, let me know what you think about this, Marco. He comes back, comes out and cuts a promo, you know, talks about how awesome it is being a dad's getting all the baby face love and everything. Uh, you know, how it's changed him and stuff. And then he asks Rey Mysterio to come out to the ring. And he, you know, calmly and kindly explains to Rey um, how after being a dad, it's all, you know, he knows what it's like to lo- love his kid now. And, uh, and and he realizes how wrong he was with all the stuff that he was doing to the Mysterio family over the last year. And they hug and everything. It's super emotional. And as soon as Ray goes to leave the ring, Seth clotheslines him and curb stomps him. And we just hit the reset button on the whole <laughs> Rollins Mysterio storyline oh. for 2021. Oh, God, no, please. Gross. Don't do this. Don't I mean, tell do me this you can see that happening. It literally gave me cold chills as you were describing Tell me that. you cannot see that happening, man. Just run it all the way back. <laughs> I think that's why <sighs> it's so horrible. And even make it, it you know, have him just have Buddy Murphy randomly show up back at his side again the very next week also. That, you know, they could go back to doing the thing where somehow they break up three weeks in a row. 
Oh man. Yeah. Call call me crazy though. I would like to see um sorry to all the smarks that are gonna like bash me after this. I would love to see John Cena return in this rumble. Well, and, I think John uh, Cena, he's past getting bashed by the smarks. I think we're in the post John Cena hate world now. I think people would just be happy to see him come back. Yeah, you, I know, think so. you never you never know. People hang on to grudges for for a long time. Apparently, true. Yeah, his U.S. title run from 2015 definitely won over. I think that's what finally won the Smarks mm-hmm. over, and then they moved to, all the hate moved over to Roman Reigns. So yeah, I think Cena would just be beloved. I think I think everybody'd get a kick out of here and uh, hearing horns. those horns hit to, yep. and seeing Cena come back. He huh. got a new haircut, so he does got a fresh haircut. So true. maybe uh, not rocking the dad. He's not rocking anymore. the dad. He's got like basically the Daniel Bryan cut now. So he's got like the cool dad cut. Uh, <laughs> the cool dad. Yeah, I, I could definitely see Cena coming back. Supposedly his schedule's free, and they and they you know I, I I read on one of the dirt sheets that he's there for him if uh, if they want him at Mania. So I can't imagine him turning down having John Cena there. I know. Can you imagine? I mean, Vince. He's I mean not going to have Undertaker. You know, supposedly so. Um, yeah, his the next best option is John Cena. You know, Marco. Who do you want to see come back? Um, let me see. Hopefully, uh, we might get a a Carlito uh, return since he was yeah. like advertised for the Legends Night but never showed up. That'd be pretty cool to yeah, see him pop cool. up. I was I didn't even think of this too. We could see a return of the Fiend. The Fiend could return at the Rumble. Yeah, especially um, for Randy Orton. If it gets down to the nitty gritty and, and burned, Randy Orton's there because I gotta imagine Fiend's pretty pissed off after seeing Randy Orton RKO his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty brutal. Yeah, I would I would assume that's happened. Or he might come back as all three, a la uh, Mick Foley Mick when Foley? he came back as all his uh, his different uh, characters. So that would Bray be, might show up. I I know probably people <laughs> may not like that. I think that would be so mage if he came back as uh, cult leader Bray, you know, Swamp Bray, and then came in as Mister Rogers Bray, and then show back up as the Fiend. I would be awesome. so hard. Um, another one I forgot about too that we that I've been I follow him on on, on Instagram and he's ripped and jacked out of his mind. Braun Strowman. We totally forgot. He could yeah, pop up at any moment. He came, he came back at the, the end of SmackDown tonight. I don't know if yeah. you turned it off. Yeah, he came back and blew up that six man tag and then to SmackDown oh. and declared for the Rumble. So yeah, so he yeah. he, he he's was another on, the, dark on the, horse. The, the end of the you know go home show for Royal Rumble. Uh, Braun Strowman was standing tall. So have we That's seen scary. him since he got lost in the swamp? Nope. Uh, That's the last we, time we saw him. Um, yeah, I thought he was in Survivor Series. Was he? Yeah, he was in Survivor Series. Yeah, he, he was at Survivor Series. That's yeah. right. You know, he beat uh, up Adam Pearce, remember? Because he said he was like the weak link or something. Oh, or yes, yes, yes. what it was. It's I can't believe somebody back. you guys aren't mentioning that was as tailor made for an awesome main event WrestleMania storyline as Brock freaking Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, yeah. Imagine Brock comes him. back, yeah. wins the Rumble, and now you got Paul Heyman trying to, you know, make peace and be caught in the middle between Roman <laughs> I, and Brock. I, I, I heard somebody say that they wanted uh, Paul Heyman in a shark cage. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Roman and Brock fight, yeah. See, yeah, see, but I yeah. would think. I would yeah, think they would like Brock against a heel Roman. That would that would be an awesome way to flip that dynamic around from a match yeah. we've seen before. Yeah, I would think Paul Heyman would stay with Roman and kind of like point out all the all the the falsehoods of Brock Lesnar and all the all the secrets and all the bad things about him. Like it, he would, I don't think he'd like you know side back with Brock right away. Just be like you know this is the new guy. He's the future. Yeah. I don't old, know. I think you thing. risk. I think you run the risk of getting Roman cheered if you bring back Brock. Well, it's in the Thunderdome, so they can. He can get cheered fit- whoever they oh, want. Oh, yeah, it's a Royal Rumble. Never mind. Not, not wrestling. I, uh, yeah, that's true. What I it, what I would see happening, you know, Paul's the ultimate opportunist. You know, I think he's going to play it down the middle until WrestleMania, and then he can make his call in the match. You know, I don't yeah, think true. Know who he's going to go with. But 
obviously the, those guys got so much history that, that that would always be a good story. And we know they put on a hell of a fight. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Brock would be cool. Obviously Seth would be amazing. If Seth comes back, I, I really hope he brings the burn it down theme back that, that theme that he was using as the Messiah. I really don't think that's going to be hitting for a uh, return for the first time seeing him in a few months. Um, but hearing burn it down would definitely make me pop. Um, yeah, that's really it. I don't know. It's going to be interesting this year because without the live crowd there, I don't know how much, I don't know if it's necessarily worth the, uh, you know, the effort or, or the dollars to, to bring in some of these guys. Cause you're not going to get that organic, um, pop that you, that you normally would for, with, with the audience there. But either way, it's going to be a blast. Um, tune in guys. We'll, we'll, Chino will keep a running tab during the, uh, during the event. Well, wait, did you guys, I think the only thing you guys separated on was the rumbles, right? No, we um, separated on uh Yeah, he picked Oscar. Charlotte and Oscar okay. and I picked Shayna and Naya and then, Okay, yeah. so we got the Rumbles and, and then, then he the picked, women's he tag. picked Goldberg and I picked Drew. Yeah, we okay. separated. All right, so we are lot. we are going to have some intrigue. So yeah, Shayna will keep a running tab on her IG story during the night and uh and we'll see you. and hopefully we just get to enjoy a uh a great show. Yeah. So uh let's move on to everybody's favorite segment, Go Figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Go Figure is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. Remember to use code Chick Foley for 10% off all your purchases at Ringside. Uh, this is the segment where we talk about the latest in wrestling figure news and share our weekly purchases. And as a special bonus this week, we just got Elite 84 uh, hot off the presses. It hit our front porch uh, today. Sheena hasn't even seen these figures yet. We're going to uh, bust them out and do a live review right here on the air. So, Marco, before we get to that, take us away with figure news. Yeah, so before I forget, because uh, I, I, I did this obviously like earlier today before this news broke, um, ringside exclusive, Cody Rhodes, TNT champion. Um, did you guys get to, you guys see this or did yeah, you pre-order it? Yeah, Seth already got it pre-ordered. Uh, I'm regretting that I don't got the uh, the cricket <laughs> sound effects on, on our soundboard here anymore. Oh but my God, come it. on. Just, how many Cody's do we need? This is going to be what, like our fifth Cody figure? We need all the Cody's. So we had what? We had Cody in series one. We yeah. had the Blood Brothers. We yeah. had the UK exclusive. Yes. And now we got Cody again in series four. And uh, the Cody. Um, it, and there's a Chase Cody. Cody. Yeah, there's, there's a Chase, Chase Cody, Cody in yeah. series four. And there was a Chase in series one. So this is going to be our seventh Cody. Yeah. And this line is not even a year old. <laughs> Why not? Oh, and, and it's neck tattoo Cody, too. It's not even regular Cody it's when he has yeah, the neck tattoo he's making, on. he's making AJ Styles look like a you know one of 100 chase figure man <laughs> and they, these are I mean all kidding aside the face skins on each Cody as they like go along are getting like better and better I'm not I mean I'm not sure if you're just blind to the it figure, you don't want to admit to it wrong. the figure by <laughs> itself looks great it's a cool figure he's in the purple and silver gear awesome awesome packaging we know ringside always goes all out with any of their exclusives and that's the first time we're getting the TNT belt so by itself excellent excellent um figure but you know i'm not a cody fan to begin with and seven figures in the span of a year is a lot for anybody unless your name is bret hart or seth rollins and um we already got a awesome version of that tnt belt from again our good friend in greece wwe figure artist so uh this one you know I, i'll wait and see once we get a little bit closer and maybe see some in-hand photos i'm not going to totally close the book on it but uh it's not and you know my my top 10 most wanted list as of right now yeah i think you just i think you just gotta it's going to open your eyes to the fact that Cody Rhodes is a, his figure made. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's it. I mean, it, the, the box is pretty cool too. It turns in, 
It turns into like the set. Did you, yeah, did you see that? that? That was pretty it was neat. Pretty awesome the double or nothing uh, yeah. entrance stage. Yeah, it's like a 3D stage too. It has like the, the flames and everything on the side. And it looks like the uh, the the double or nothing like window is kind of like see-through. So you, so you see like a little silhouette. It's pretty awesome, man. I don't know. I don't know. I'm all, I'm all for it. I like it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna naysay a Cody Rhodes. I hope he has 20 figures by the end of the year. I hope he's like he has the most figures of any wrestler by the end of the year. Like more than any. I hope he's a whole series. I hope <laughs> Jerry Padal does an maybe actual. Maybe he'll do a flashback and he'll just make like a Stardust in there with him. I mean know? his. Uh, yeah, I mean his dad is a is an all time legend of of wrestling. And I think Co- I think he has a total of like ten or eleven figures across you know his entire lifespan, whereas I think Cody's about to have you know that many within the first two years of the AEW line. How many How many figures did Cody have um, with Mattel? He had a bunch with Mattel. I mean, there was a lot of Cody's, uh, but that was spread out over the course of you know seven years. True. Yeah. 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 They. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I know you. Well, we won't talk about Cody anymore because. So it's gonna it's gonna go on a downward spiral. <laughs> it's gonna get evil. But so we're, uh, we'll move on to the uh, fan takeover ultimate edition rollout date. So I believe they moved uh, one of the, I think they moved Warrior um, for something. I think it was supposed to come out a little bit earlier, but uh, it looks like Hulk Hogan and Jeff Hardy are coming out later uh, late this summer. Okay. Um, ultimate Warrior later this year, early twenty twenty two. And Shawn Michaels, uh, early 2022. I think actually, I think Shawn Michaels was the one that was moved. Uh, he was supposed to be around the same nice. time uh, or before Warrior. But um, yeah. really excited for all these. Remember, we got the big intrigue over what this packaging is going to look like. You guys yeah. think it's going to be totally different? I think it's going to be same color scheme, just with a fan takeover logo slapped on there. So no. that's really what I'm most excited for now to see the MOC pictures of these figures when they drop. So yeah, I can same. rub it in you guys' face how wrong you were on these. Uh, I can't wait <laughs> to say. I can't wait to say I told you so. Yeah, I think it, I think it's going to be a different. They have to make it a different packaging. Is yeah, it's a totally it's, different product. Fan no, takeover, it's not, it but is. it's fan takeover ultimate edition. And look at their so their premier flagship lines. Entrance grades never changed the packaging, and that was across two different timelines. They had entrance grades, and then like six years later, they brought it back. Same packaging, defining moments, exact same uh, packaging. This is like their primo line for the hardest of the hardcore collectors. They want these things to look uniform. Now, I think you'll see a little fan takeover logo in there, but I think it's still going to be the white and red packaging that that we know and love so far. You even we'll think see. it's going to be like the blue and yellow, how they did I the... I don't think so. I, I can see what you guys are picturing. And don't get me wrong, I think that would be cool. Like me personally, I would I want them to do that. But I just, I really think that they want to keep, you know, with how much um, love and care has been put into this line, I think they really want to keep that uniformity, you know. So for the people that are they're displaying these MOC on a shelf and stuff, um, that stuff's really going to matter to them. That's one of the big reasons why classic superstars is still so beloved by MOC collectors. Cause across, you know, whatever it ended up being like 26 freaking series, they kept the exact yeah. same packaging. And that's one of the knocks on Mattel elites. You know, yeah. I like it as a loose collector. Cause I like seeing the different boxes before I just rip them open like a yeah. grizzly bear. But, um, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people complain. Cause if you go back across the elite line, there's been so many different shapes so and sizes many. of packaging that, uh, you don't really have that uniformity, but I hate all the different. We'll see. Obviously, you know, this is the most intriguing storyline we have going on the show right now is what this fan takeover packaging. Is <laughs> the suspense is killing us right now yeah. to see what it, what it looks like. Um, <laughs> uh, but we'll move on. So, uh, so the, so they had the, uh, major fest this week, the major bros. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they actually had this announcement, uh, Chelsea green, 
know, series cool. one twenty two reveal. She, I think she's the uh, chase as well. Do we know which one's the chase out of the black or the purple? I did not see that. No. Um, chase. Is, chase. It looks like the chase um, is the black one. Which yeah, is the good, black is the I think, chase. I think version. I kind of prefer the purple one just to get some variety on the color. You know, I have, yeah. I have a ton of figures in black gear. Yeah, the the Chelsea green purple is the standard version. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a good figure. We're always going to add those first time in the line basics in, and I'm always glad to see people get their first figure. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome since like when she made her debut on SmackDown, um, and then. Pretty much got injured, broke her wrist or yeah, whatever. Broke yeah, broke her wrist. So was, was that that was late last year, right? Not early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, late yeah. last year. Yeah. Obviously, these these years kind of like meld together. It's all one big kind of like a continuation. Yeah. Season two of twenty twenty. That's what this year is. Uh, <laughs> oh Lord, help us all. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. That's first time in line for Chelsea, right? Yes, uh, with those, and she's a. Uh, Chase Varian, which is pretty awesome. So hats off, hats off to Chelsea with that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sick. Um, next up, I think we talked about this on the last episode. The Jay White, uh, kind of like retro style figure that oh, yeah. coming out. Yes. That thing looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, they actually revealed picks, which are pretty cool. Did you guys get to take a look at yep. those? He's throwing up the shaka and yeah. black, black pants, white boots. Yeah, it looks awesome. Did I add this one on here? Let me see. Hold on. If I did it, I'm going to add it. Right after this one, because it's we're talking about uh, um, Hasbro type of figures. So we kind of actually no, I do have it next. Um, actually, after this one, so we'll move we'll move on to the uh, Junk Shop Dog. Do you guys you guys familiar with JSD? Right? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, Bruiser Brody uh, figure that he has. I believe it's in his series two. Yeah. Of that. Did you guys take a look? You guys get yeah, to see I'm looking that? at it right now. It looks almost like. Uh... I don't want really to say it's like Hasbro style to me. This looks like um, the original San Francisco toy makers when they made those Hasbro style WCW oh, yeah. figures. You know like which ones I'm talking plastic. about? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's what it looks like to me closest at all out of all of them. Uh, yeah. It looks pretty cool. I probably will be added to the collection. I got, I got a custom elite bruiser Brody. That's pretty nice. Uh, so I think I'm good on the bruiser. Big fan of this guy though. So I, I'd love to see him get the elite uh, treatment sometime down the line. Cause he was, very, very toyetic and, and just a, a true legend of the ring that had his life, unfortunately, cut way too short. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love it. And I also love the fact that, like, uh, all these, like, uh, toy makers and stuff like that, they're, they're starting to, like, get these types of contracts where they can make uh, these types of figures that we probably wouldn't see in, like, an Elite line or even, yeah. like, in the Unrivaled series, if you want to if you want to go with that, too, as well. Um, like, Nerds Clothing and, and Junk Shop Dog and um, the next one up to bat uh, – is a zombie zombie sailor? Dude, I'm um, so stoked for this line. He's we kind we, you know? we kind of joked about this on our during the the I think it was like the Royal Rumble um, uh, thing that we had, and we talked about how Sabu never had a figure. Well, leave it to Zombie Sailor, retro style, um, yeah, retro style figure for uh, the death defying, yeah, uh, homicidal suicidal maniac Sabu. <laughs> Crazy um, in 2021, he's coming out with a figure. Uh, from the original Hasbro uh, designer, yeah, Ron Rudat, the legend. Yeah. So the, the, I Which think is pretty these, sick. You know, we'll see how the execution is once they actually get produced and painted and stuff in the factory. But these got the potential to be the closest thing we've ever had to the original Hasbro line coming back. Because, like I said, they got they got Ron Rudat on board with this. So I can't wait to see who else uh, they come. Supposedly, Rock and Roll Express is going to be showing up also. Yep, yep. Uh, but these things look great, you know. Shout out to Zombie Sailor, dude's always finding some crazy stuff, and now he's starting his own line. Um, I just I have really high hopes, and and as soon as these things are available for pre order, I'm gonna be getting pretty much all of them on site. 
Yeah, definitely. I think the first two are, are the major bros yep. um, for that for that line. So, and if you see like the the detail, those are pretty insane. Yeah, it looks like, they're, they're, like, crazy. They got Zack Ryder's double knee pads and everything. Like they're going to be awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait. So yeah, shout out to uh, Zombie Sailor for uh, for bringing bringing back the retros. We want retros, and he's he answered the call. So he's the time traveling toy hunter, man. He's made it happen once again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, next up. Probably the main event of this thing, uh, AEW Unrivaled Series Four. Yes, sir. Figure reveals. Last week we did the announcement. This yeah. week we're doing the reveals of the the photos of the the packaging, the figures. What do you guys think? And what's what's your favorite? Because I already know what my favorite is. I think we're probably all in agreement on what our uh, favorite figure is. My favorite is probably Ortiz, man. Yes, I that's what I was gonna say. Sculpts, got one with the bandana. One with the uh, with the braids, very cool. I'm, re- I'm really glad to get him, him and Santana, and then uh, Sammy ad- added to the collection. Um, obviously, I think you know people a lot, again. People have been complaining on the forums about Cody getting another figure so soon, and I think he's got the chase in this set. Also, he does, he does. Uh, yeah, so that's a lot. I'll probably be passing on the Cody's. There's for a now. chase Matt too, I think. Right? Yeah, chase Matt. Matt's yeah, a chase, chase as Matt. well. Probably pass on the Kenny's because I'm not the hugest Kenny fan, but at least that's some super unique gear that Kenny comes with. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, awesome figure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, the Santana and Ortiz and Sammy are are, are must haves for for our collection. Yeah, I agree. That's that's the three I'm most excited about too. Remember use code uh, use code Chick Foley if you still haven't gotten uh, pre orders in on those. You're gonna be waiting a little bit, uh, but but still, you know, better late than never. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I ended up doing it after, but you you wait a few months for it and. It'll be there, obviously, but um, you won't get like the first go around. But yeah, True, at least better than taking like seven hundred trips to Walmart and not finding them, you know. Yeah, exactly. At least you know you they're they're on their way, just not like not right away. Uh, so don't get envious when everyone's posting their pictures. And if you do, <laughs> when and the they thing get is, it. if you do ever pre-order them, um, and you find them out in the wild, you can always cancel your pre-orders. Like especially with yeah. Ringside, like they're really great about that. So I would. Um, I would highly suggest just as an insurance policy, if it's something that you know you want to add to your collection, I would definitely pre-order it, even if it is one of the later pre-orders. And then, you know, if you happen to find it while you're out hunting, you can always cancel that that pre-order at a later date, you know? So, yeah, exactly. Um, do you guys remember where the, uh, so most people call it a flip-flop, but uh, Ortiz called, is it, it's a chancleta, that's what they call it. Chancleta. Um, yeah, yeah, chancleta. Um, did you, did you, do you know where that's from and why uh, that's I in just, the packaging? Um, I don't remember what that's from. I just remember my my really good friend um, Veronica used to say her mom would like whoop them with a chancla. Yeah, she'd be like you know she'd be like my mom would take <laughs> that chancla off and beat our butts, you know. And Throw so, it. It's a good throwing device as well. But that was yeah. She would yeah. chuck the chancla. Yeah, that that's uh that's one of the things. Like you know, I didn't even know what a chancla was before I met my friend um, yeah. Veronica, and she she filled me in, and you know we always joke about it now. So yeah, I thought that was pretty cool that it that it came with it. So it's the uh, it's the blue one from uh it was one of the episodes on Dynamite um, where they had that like appreciation night the Inner Circle did an appreciation night for yeah uh, Chris Jericho um, and they had that the Santana Ortiz gave him that gift basket and they had the two <laughs> oh, pairs of yes yes yeah. yes 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 I remember um, and they gave him that stuff there was like some like a jar of like stuff that he could put on his on his junk if it was like sore or something like that yes. it was funny how he's but yeah that's where that's from is. I was like, oh, I was like, that's a huge throwback. That's like, yeah, so that's, a, that they that's, threw a, deep, it in that's a deep cut for sure. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I was super excited for that, for that, for that line. Um, and uh, I can't wait. This, it's, 
And like I said, they've been getting better and better each each series. So we'll see what the well, next. It's to be expected, you know. I know a lot of people like to you know pop off and you know get really upset in the early. But I'm like, this, dude, this is their first freaking figure line, you know. And I mean, go back and look at some of the early Mattels, and you'll be like, whoa, yeah, you exactly. Know? Um, and just to see how far they've come with everything, and I mean, they're only going to get better and better. And the only way that they can get better and better is if we keep supporting them. You know what I mean? I know not everybody's got. Buy those figures. Yeah, money just to throw around. But if you do, you know, have a little extra chingle chingle to to put towards some figures, definitely support the lines that you want to see succeed because that's the only way they're going to keep pumping out figures is if we keep if is if we keep buying them. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of the uh, chase chase figures, um, so uh, our friend of the show Jeremy actually came out and said, uh, you know, if you want more exclusive news, and uh, they're increasing. The chase and rare numbers to five thousand and three thousand units. I saw that. Um, I didn't. I didn't really see what the fallout was. Like if people were excited about that or if people were upset about that. Um, but I did see him announce that. But I wasn't really following with what the the figure community thought about that. So to me, you- if it's a if it's a simple like color swap on the gear, I'm cool with making those chases as exclusive as possible. But if it's something like uh, the Darby Allen, where it's a significantly different figure yeah. um, and a significantly cooler figure than the regular release, then yeah, I, I want to have every opportunity to try to get that thing or at least have a situation where on the secondary market, I'm not going to be uh, paying an arm and a leg for it. So I, I'm a fan of this overall. Uh, but if it is like just a simple chase, um, you know, a simple difference, then I, I'm cool with it being pretty exclusive. Yeah, they, he, he did mention uh, that they will be, if, they, if the numbers are increasing, they will be rarer, like the figures. Yeah. So... That's, I mean, that just to answer your question, yeah. So they definitely will have more, uh, more rare figures out there if they're increasing the numbers. So that's that's pretty awesome. Um, he was just he was just flaming us with uh with with exclusives over over the past couple of days. So, um, so they announced the UFC Ultimate Series One. Um, yep, I already line. got my Conor McGregor in, ordered. Yep, in scale, uh, with 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 everything else that's out there. So they're not tiny figures like the like the limited edition that they had so um nice. you didn't order the lioness no amanda nunez what are you were you, you were afraid you were afraid she was going to intimidate our ronda rousey figure or uh, i just wasn't a fan of the figure it didn't it didn't look that great to me so connor's it from this series yeah definitely connor your eye is not bad either with the jacket um he had that jacket uh like the walkout jacket that he has and everything too um yeah the jorge doesn't it's yeah i mean they're not super crazy but if you used to collecting wrestling figures, they're they're obviously going to be a little bit more more boring, just not quite as flamboyant as some of the crazy characters you see in wrestling. Yeah. But I'm glad it's out there. And again, uh, Jazz Wars, you guys gave us an awesome AW ring. Give us the octagon. That's what I really want. That's, yeah. that, that's my main purpose for supporting this line. I want a real scale octagon for uh, for my wrestling figure collection. W Mage. Uh, what else? Um, yeah. So more Jeremy news. He's just taking over the. Uh, been dropping so, dimes. <laughs> so they they he was on uh, uh, uh MWFP's uh, boozing with the with the toys, um, and uh, he actually stated they talked about the uh, unmatched series that they announced last week as well. Um, uh-huh. And he reiterated they are going to be the same style and you know same articulation all that stuff as the Unrivaled series. Uh, but they he also said that it will allow them, allow them to explore uh, LJN and retro style figures two in that unrivaled series which hmm. is pretty interesting or in the unmatched yeah. series unmatched yeah sorry unmatched series yeah so yeah ljn and retro style figures 
uh, will be basically release different figure forms, but still under that same line. So that yeah. way you don't have to have so it'll be different. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't know what the thirst is going to be out there for LJN figures. Um, yeah. LJN style figures right now off the pegs. Um, I think collectors always snap them up, but you got to figure eventually the supply and demand is going to even out to where these things are sitting on the shelf for at least a little bit. And yeah. uh, I have a hard time seeing little kids want to get an LJN figure nowadays, but yeah. if they make them in small scale, yeah, I could definitely be, see it being a success. And obviously retros and Hasbro's are just on fire right now. So I think those will definitely fly off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think some retro style, uh, AEW guys are pretty cool. Definitely more Cody's in that retro style. <laughs> definitely more, <laughs> definitely LJN Cody. Definitely want that to happen. So, can't wait. Seth is super silent right now. <laughs> yeah. He has like my Cody, my Cody, he, he my is pro so, Cody he is jokes. so mad that he didn't have the, freaking, <laughs> the soundboard tonight. Like he, <laughs> yeah, I've said it before. He's bitter. I've been, you know, I've, I, I mentioned when we were talking about WWE, WWE Network earlier, I've been back into wrestling for seven years now. Cody has never been more, more important or more over to me than when he was Stardust. That's still peak Cody wow. Rhodes to me. Um, yeah, you don't like Stardust? Me. Marco? Oh no, I thought you said that that that, that was his peak was Stardust. That's, that, what he that's said. what I said. That's when he's been the most interesting to me. Cody Rhodes yes, is yeah. more interesting to me than Stardust. Um, I mean, I think Dude. he surpassed that uh Stardust <laughs> character, but I'll, I'll that's my in my own opinion, we'll say. Um <laughs> but um that's funny. We should do a poll, Stardust versus Cody Rhodes. Do it. I yeah. think the, I think the results would surprise you. We'll we'll do that. We'll do that in the group, and then I'll I'll post one. Uh, Marco, you should post one on Twitter and see. Oh yeah, and see what, uh, what the audience says. Because uh, that'd be funny if if Stardust does win. It was a, it was a much more distinct character. Because what what's Cody's character even right now? What is his character? Uh, Stardust exactly. Stardust. I can tell you right now. Stardust was at the cosmic wasteland. You know, he thought he was some sort of spaceman type situation. Yeah, he had awesome entrance music, had a nice entrance, fought in two iconic ladder matches at WrestleMania uh, back-to-back years. Uh, Yeah, I'll take Stardust over Cody. If I can only keep one of my Cody Rhodes figures, I wouldn't have to think about it. I'm keeping Stardust. You could take all the Cody's. Yeah. (laughs) Stardust does look badass. Yep. Dude, Cody's going to hear the show and, like, call you out oh yeah or something yeah I'm a, it's gonna if this show ever really does blow up to like <laughs> it's gonna be awkward the first time i'm, I'm around him I, think, <laughs> like, I also well. think he's kind of sensitive i think he's sensitive enough that like it would bother him that if he heard this you know what i mean there's a lot of wrestlers that i think if they heard the yeah i think we're pretty friendly uh to wrestlers for the most part on this show but i think that being said the guy the time we do offer criticism i think most wrestlers would just let it roll off their back as though it's some stupid mark but i feel like cody would actually take offense to it yeah, and the sad thing is, is like, you know, I know Seth has mentioned it before, but he actually appreciates Cody in a, you know, non-kayfabe way. I think way, the, out know? of the wrestlers this generation, he's the most influential out there. You know, him and him and yeah. the Bucks are the most influential wrestlers out there. Nothing but respect. Dude's a all-time legend for making, uh, even taking AEW out of the picture, for just making All In happen. If, if that's all they would have done was that one pay-per-view, he would have been a legend for that. Dude is a all-time legend, though. Uh, for his spot in the wrestling game. So don't get me wrong. I'm strictly talking about the Cody Rhodes on screen character only. right now. Yeah. 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 That's exactly only. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I have, I really can't even put into words how much I respect what he's done in the wrestling game and how much I appreciate it. Cause we love AEW here. Yeah, for sure. Former, former NWA champion, Cody Rhodes, former TNT champion, Cody Rhodes, former WWE tag team champion, Stardust. <laughs> 
Oh man, former ROH. Cody was a world was champion. He an IC champ? Cody was IC champ. Yeah. yeah, Cody was IC champ. He was. He has accolades, man. I'm just saying. Accolades on accolades. Yeah, just piling them up. Um, all right, we'll move on to the uh, to the last part, which I don't think we got to mention this. I think it was like after we did the show, but um, the Owen Hart Micro Brawler. Um, it, it's probably too late now, but if you yeah. signed up for Pro Wrestling Crate. Um, I haven't seen. I don't know. I have the app, and I get notifications. I don't. I haven't seen a notif- if it came through. I just totally missed it. But I haven't seen a notification that the um, that the own heart uh, crate is out. I'm, I'm I got a text message right that said it was. Oh, it was out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, got, I got the text. Um, All right. Yes. Yeah, probably too to late. Go. So yeah, go, and, go late. and get those. Go and get those eBay save searches in for the the hardcore micro brawler collectors to get that. Uh, yeah, it, that it was next a, Owen. Yeah, I got a text notification that said okay. the, the micro brawlers. But yeah, these are cool. I think you know um, our our fully fan member and buddy Dougie Nunya was kind of pissed off because he was yeah. like, you know, he's got the he's got the original Owen Hart micro brawler, which I still think. He's like, you know, it kind of it kind of kills the value of Not the really. uh, of the original micro or the original Owen Hart. And first of all, no, I think that is the definitive. It, you know, he's in like the Hart Foundation gear. You know what I mean? Like he and there's the least of them. Yeah, and there's the least of them exactly. Um, and you know, I think this this Owen is cool. Like I'm always for more uh, more Owen gear. You know, or more Owen figures. But um, I just I, I don't think it's going to hurt the the original at all. Yeah, I don't think know? so either. Yeah, and the hardest of the hardcore collectors are still going to have to have them all. So I, I, I true, think yeah. you know it may see a slight dip in value, but I think it's still going to hold for the most part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I don't. I think it's it was just a way for you know the people that missed out on the first. Owen Hart figure to get you know get their hands on one. I don't think yeah, it exactly. diminishes at all the the original because that is the original um, Owen Hart or the, like you said the definitive, the definitive Owen Hart. Sure. So yeah, um, I did have that. I actually did have the Cody ringside exclusive. So as a next thing, but we already spoke about that. So we'll move on to uh, weekly purchases. Yeah. Marco, what did you pick up this week? All right, so um, two figures I picked up this week or got delivered to me. So. Um, we spoke about this gentleman earlier, um, and he's 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 the mysterious one. He is the oh. the whisperer of the LJNs. Oh, he is, he is Zoro Mendes, favorite, the Z Man. Yeah, the Z Man uh, came through. So um, he posted the it was a uh, Roddy Piper series one LJN with, with the, the kilt with the kilt and the poster nice. as nice. well. Um, so awesome. hit him up. I was like man, is this still available? He's like, yep. And I was like, okay, hold, please hold. Um, and then he, and then there was, I was scrolling through again. And I seen, uh, the Terry Funk, uh, from series three, I believe LJN with the hat and the, uh, the poker and the, and the poster as well. So pretty much all the accessories too. So scoop those two up, um, as well as he had a poster. Um, it was the four, it was like, it was like basically how to do four, moves of wrestling. I'm not sure if you've seen this on his page, but it's, it's an LJN poster. And it's like someone doing a, it's showing you how to do a suplex, showing you how to do a figure four, um, nice. a body slam. And I forget the other thing. So pick those up from, uh, from LJN. And um, I mean, from, from Zorro. And um, basically from LJN. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. He's pretty much. He's, LJN the, mo- right he's the modern day LJN. He's pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's like I said, he's awesome. He's swift. I, I, I think I got it. I think I, Got it Monday and it came in today, so pretty fast, pretty fast turnaround on that. So um, I wasn't expecting it that fast, but it's he's like you said, he works in a serious way. So that's that's what I get. But uh, yeah, 
pretty much it. Nothing else, nothing, nothing new in this sense. Nothing, uh, no modern day figures, just, uh, just old school figures right now. All right. What'd you get, Seth? All right, so we got the Retro Bray, still putting together that collection piece by piece. So at about one figure a week. So we got Retro Bray. Um, we picked up the Blackstrap TNT Championship from Forbidden Figurines. Is that the account? She yeah. Yeah, yes. Forbidden underscore figurines. She made her along with WWE figure artist again. That's his third mention this week. Uh, they make some incredible <laughs> custom belts. Those two and Gustador are kind of our main um, main belt folks. Uh, but yes, the show definitely help you fill out some of your uh, your collection with the belts that Mattel's um, either can't just look or hasn't made yet. So uh, yeah, hit her up. She's got the black strap TNT championship. It looks awesome. That actually just came in today. Um, Sheena actually had the the you know nowadays it's rare to actually find something on the pegs. Um, mm. The Undertaker wrecking cycle, which looks awesome. You know we got to have the motorcycle for the Undertaker. Something we wanted for so long. I know a lot of people. There's I get, think there's a Bratz motorcycle that's actually in pretty good yeah. scale with Mattel Elites that people had used um, for Undertaker. But now we got the actual wrecking cycle, so I'm looking forward to getting that out of the box and uh and and doing some fig photography with that and then also came in the mail today pretty much right before showtime was elite 84 so our good friends at ringside collectibles uh sent us a set over to review and we're going to do that right here on air so sheena hasn't seen these figures yet so i'm just going to pull them out of the box and get sheena's quick thoughts on them so we will start off with uh the first figure since his heel turn elite 84 roman reigns sheena tell us what you think so Looks amazing. I mean, you know, he's got the wreck everyone in leave shirt, got the vest. Um, he's got the the shock of hands. Um, face scan is on point. He's got the man bun, which is amazing. Um, this, to me, I already have one. You know, other than the shirt, I feel like we already have, you know, a Roman that's very, very similar to this. You know, we have, you know, the shock of hands and whatnot. But, um, yeah, we're actually going to be giving this figure away to uh, one of you guys. So this is, we're, this is the figure we were talking about at the top of the show that we're going to be giving away for anyone who uses our ringside code. Yep. Just send your screenshot to Marco on Twitter or Sheen on Instagram to be automatically entered to win this. It looks awesome. Yeah. Uh, but if you need, I mean like there's absolutely nothing wrong with this figure. I don't have anything negative to say about this figure. It's just, we already have one that's so similar. We're being very judicial with what we add to our, our collection at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want another Roman or if you're like, if you collect every single Roman, this is a dope, dope figure. All right. Up next, I'm pulling out Elite 84, Seamus. Seamus. Um, it's the first figure he's had since he ditched the Mohawk. I know, yeah. This is, I mean, he looks just like he did in like 2015, though. You know what I mean? Like nothing I think it's just changed. kind of a reset. I think the last Seamus we had was from Elite 58. So it's been it's been 26 series since we got a Seamus. I think we're just, to me, this looks like it's a, uh, you know, it's just kind of like a catch-up figure for people that have just gotten in the line the last year or two. Because yeah. his last one came in 2018, and it was it was from when he was still doing the bar with Cesaro's, those ones that came with, the, like, the tuxedos or whatever that you could remove. So yeah. comes with his... Uh, the Celtic cross. Yeah. Yeah. What's his, what's his trunk say? It's just, like, his logo. Oh. It says whatever, that Scottish word, lock or something. I don't know. Marco, you got any pronunciation for that word on... Uh, Seamus's gear. I do not. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna attempt it either. Yeah. <laughs> do, we have, do we have any Irish followers that want to um give us the give us the rundown on uh on Seamus's gear? Please please hit us up uh in, in the Chick fil A show DMs. But yeah. Cool I mean, figure. It's cool kinda figure. like it's kinda like one of those like mashed potatoes figures. Like you need it for the collection, especially if you've come in the last couple of years. Uh but it's nothing that's gonna be anybody's like most wanted. Um all right, let's take a look at Elite eighty four Jeff 
party. This is the basic. They're not the basic. This is the regular version with the blue face paint. Yeah, it looks amazing. I mean, Jeff Hardy is so toyetic. Like anything you put out of him is just going to look yeah, incredible. You can't make a bad Jeff Hardy figure. Yeah, he's got the Escape Normal Jeff Hardy logo shirt. Um, you know, the, the face paint and like the neck tats and everything, uh, the earplugs. He's got black, black tights with a white belt. He just... He looks incredible. You know, he's doing the signature, you know, gun gun fingers. So, yeah. Oop, I, I think it. it's uh, it's got his new back tat also. I think he's got it. I think this is the first figure that's got his full back tat but on you, there. But you MOC people will never know that. Yeah, you never know. You're going to have to let him breathe if you want to find out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I told uh, Fig Hill this week, I said, you can't, be, you can't be hanging out with me too much. I said, ask Marco how it was. when He, he used to be completely MOC too, and now... Marco lets him breathe, and uh, Fig Hill said he's going to have to tread lightly. All right, now we us. got our first time in the line, Angel Garza. I always, I'm always here for a first time in line guy. I love Angel Garza. He's got the soft goods, um, track pants. Tearaway pants. Yeah, tearaway pants. The face scan is on point. It looks just like Angel Garza. He's got the wrist wraps. Um I, I can't wait. I, I'm like I'm, I'm gonna say I'm excited to see what's in his pants. <laughs> That's not what I meant to say, but um, but yeah, he he looks he looks incredible. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't gotten this figure, you definitely need to add it to your collection because he looks so fine. I don't Mr. think I don't think too many people have them. These things just shipped out this week from nice. Ringside. Okay, so we got Buddy Murphy. The fact, first of all, the first, the fact that we got Messiah Buddy Murphy well, before he's we got the disciple. Yeah, he's the disciple. Sorry, before we got disciple Buddy Murphy before we got Messiah Seth Rollins is just like what the heck. Um, I popped hard for the the Seth Rollins Messiah T shirt that it great. comes with. It, it looks, looks like so they used good. A, some sort of new print technology. It's one of the rubber shirts, but. It does look really, really good. The, yeah. the Rollins logo really pops, and Buddy Murphy looks looks awesome. Uh, I forget which series it was. We got we got a Buddy Murphy from his run as Cruiserweight Champ, where he had the the shorts oh, yeah, on with yeah, like yeah, the frayed yeah. edge, which mm -hmm. looks pretty cool. This is definitely an upgrade. I think this is going to be the main Buddy Murphy in our collection. Yeah, on the forward. side of his pants, it's got the white stripe, and it says, you know, Disciple Disciple Murphy. He's got the white kick pads, white boots, um, and uh, black trunks. Or sorry, black pants so yeah face scan on point got red hair red goatee <laughs> looks amazing all right and the last one the hottest figure from this set literally rhea ripley whoo my girl my girl rhea ripley looks, they nailed it they nailed it looks like a million bucks and you know sh her gear is so detailed there's so many like rivets and chains and oh yeah you it know, looks like she went she spent her whole 200 dollars gift card at hot topic about everything <laughs> off yeah. the uh, Put everything off the rack next to the cash register at Hot Topic and threw it under wrestling gear. Yeah, the the fishnets, um, everything about it. She's got like you know the rocker horn hands, um, the jacket. So she's got her little like vest jacket thing, and it's got the little chain tassels hanging down from it. Like I am in love with this figure. I'm obsessed. I think it's. I think it's almost it's instant entry into the uh, the women's wrestling figure. Hall of Fame. Yeah. This thing looks great. Yeah. She's got a little bit of size on her too. I think if I if I had one small critique, um, sometimes Mattel has a habit of of making the women figures just too small. Like maybe slight is mm -hmm. more the word I'm looking for instead of too small. Like just very thin, like very narrow on the shoulders. Just like lean, yeah. Yeah. Rhea, Rhea's got a little bit of beef to her. Um she looks like she could kick somebody's ass, you know, it looks like she could hang there in a intergender match. This is actually from uh uh, the WrestleMania 36. So just looks awesome. You know, um, great figure. 
I think if if you're only adding one from this set, it's a must add. Yeah, you got to uh, have Rhea. I think she's obviously the MVP from this set. She had the other five. What, what's your what's your runner up for Rhea for the MVP of this set? So yeah, Rhea's definitely the MVP. I would say for me personally, um, oh I don't know, it's between Buddy and Buddy and Angel Garza because they're the ones that I like most need for the collection. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with Buddy because he comes with that awesome Polly Pocket Seth Rollins shirt. I agree. He had a pretty significant run. You know, him and Seth won the tag belts. And then, you know, we mentioned it earlier. They had one of the most never-ending storylines in the history of uh, of WWE with yeah. that uh, that Rollins and Buddy Murphy versus the the Mysterio clan. So, yeah, Lee 84 is a great set. Remember, use uh, it's in stock at ringside right now. Remember to use code Chick Foley and save 10% when you order those. All right, it's time for Quarantine and Chill, where we guys offer you a non-wrestling-related entertainment recommendation. Marco, what's yours? Oh, man. So so my wife started watching this show on on Netflix. It was originally on a... True TV did not know that they did like original shows at all, but um, there's a show called I'm Sorry. I'm not sure if you guys uh-uh. have ever heard of this show. So basically, um, it's this uh, it's from this comedian. Uh, her name's Andrea Savage, and she is basically she's a mom, wife, and she's she's basically playing herself in this in this show. Um, and the only way I can equate it to is kind of like she's like a female version of like larry david if you watch curve your enthusiasm yeah that type of thing so she gets into these like like crazy situations um i will say there there is there's coarse language on it so if you have the kitties around um i would probably watch it when the when the kitties aren't there because i was kind of shocked that like always good to know yeah there's you know there's there's f-bombs and all that stuff in it which is kind of weird for like for i mean if you watch any cable network shows now they like they swear on everything so it's not like a big deal anymore but uh really really funny show it's only two seasons um it was supposed to be picked up for a third but covid happened and mm. the third season didn't happen but uh so you could definitely bang it out pretty fast um but she said yep exactly <laughs> <laughs> i was i was expecting that to happen but uh yeah no it's a really funny it's a really funny show definitely 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 recommend it i caught it like in the set she started watching the second season i didn't get to watch the first season of it but from what i seen it it's funny if you like immature humor because she's a comedian yeah. and uh, she plays herself and she's like doing comedy writing and all that stuff. So she's super immature, immature jokes. I love it. Um, super funny. And, you know, yeah, definitely watch it. It's called I'm Sorry. It's on Netflix. Nice, right, what about you, Seth? Uh, I'm going with so it's probably not going to be until later this year around October, November. But uh, I'm going with uh, Khabib versus Conor McGregor part two. Oh wait, that's not going to happen because Connor got freaking rocked. This yeah. <laughs> the dream Me and Marco ma- were like, "What?" The dream match we'd all been waiting for for going on two years is I now not going to happen. Uh, Marco, I know you're you, you're actually a little bit bigger MMA fan than me. What do you think, man? Is Connor McGregor done in the octagon? Uh, he's done for a little bit. He'll be back. He'll definitely. I think, so. I think he'll come back, and you know, he, obviously, he won't get the big, the big fight. They'll probably have him fight like an up and coming like star or something like that. But I think he'll be back at some point. Um, unless he's going to fight like Jake Paul or something like that, <laughs> which I highly 
don't recommend, but that that might happen before anything. But uh, I think he'll definitely be back in the octagon. It it, it happened. He, he he's gone. I mean, he hasn't got knocked out before, uh, but he's lost yeah. fights and he's come back. I mean, the I closest, rough. even the times when he's lost for, even when he lost to Khabib. I mean, he's the only person that's ever beat Khabib in a round. I thought even when he lost to Khabib, he still looks pretty good. But it looked like to me like he definitely lost a step and. I, th- yeah. I feel like time, you know, history shown us in UFC that like when you lose a step, like it's hard to get it back. Oh yeah, no, exactly. And uh, the, the other thing too is like he like, uh, from what I was reading, he changed a lot of his like trainers and stuff like that. It's it's not the same team he had before uh, when he was on his rise. So right. that that usually, I mean, that's that's a given that happens with a lot of like fighters what and Mike stuff Tyson. Like that. Yeah, and I mean, like and like you said in the UFC, it is hard to come back. Like like Anderson Silva, what happened to him when he snapped his leg, and like after that, it was. It was a rocky road for him, and he's considered one of like the greatest fighters that ever lived. Essentially, yeah. so and when you're, uh, you know, when you're you're fighting in UFC, I mean, you're fighting the best of the best in the whole world, and just yep. the the margin between you know being the best like Connor was and just being one of the really really good ones is is razor thin. So all it takes is losing not you know losing a half step and and you could be you know flat on your back looking up at the lights like Connor was yeah. on, uh, think, on Saturday yeah. night. And they they need a third. It's a it's the, they're one and one so. I think he'll be back for that, that third and final. Yeah, maybe if he gets that one, maybe then he could fight Khabib. I just, I, I want to see him in there with Khabib one more time. We'll see. We'll see if he if he performs better the next fight. Um, maybe Khabib will come back. But for right now, I don't think Khabib. I don't think any anyone. I would love to see uh, GSP and Khabib go at it. But yeah, that'd be cool too. It looks like, like a dream uh, match. Gina's motioning to me that she's coming in hot with a uh, a quarantine and chill pick. Yeah, I have not watched this yet, but I've had oh, so boy. many friends recommend it. You get a blind recommendation for our listeners on quarantine you're getting and chill. A, you're getting a blind recommendation. Oh, my goodness. But right. um, it's the Netflix docu- documentary series, um, Night Stalker. It's about Richard Ramirez, oh, yeah. who was a yeah. um, who was a you know serial killer in the 80s, you know, convicted of like 13 crimes, you know, like just one of the most vicious, horrific, callous people that you could ever imagine in your whole life um you know i'm really into true crime and i I love that kind of stuff so i've had so many people recommend it to me i just haven't had time to sit down and um you know actually watch it so i will recommend that to you guys if you haven't heard of it yet or if you haven't um i've heard lots of people say really great things so yeah yeah, it's a blind recommendation so if it sucks sorry uh, one thing on that there has been some warnings uh i've seen associated with that even for people that like don't mind like horror movies and stuff that like it's ridiculously graphic and, and gory. Some of the crime scene photos and some of just the, the retellings of the accounts. Cause this guy actually had a lot of survivors, you know, this guy didn't necessarily kill every time. Sometimes he just assaulted folks. So yeah, if you're really sensitive to that, maybe, uh, maybe stick away. Cause yeah, I've, yeah, I've and seen he used, like, like some... a wide variety of like weaponry. Like he didn't have any yeah. sort of like certain style. You know how like a lot of criminals have like a certain, you know, calling dude, card. Like an like skelter. Yeah. yeah. I've heard good things about that documentary as well. So, yeah, yeah. My, yeah. My wife watched it. She, uh, she watches all like the true crime stuff and listens to all the podcasts and stuff like that. But uh, she said she was afraid to go to sleep. That's what I, that. I think that's part of <laughs> the reason said- I haven't watched it yet because I'm, I'm, you know, recently, you know, Seth's been working a lot of like overnights and stuff, and I'm here by myself a lot, and I, I just yeah. feel like I'm gonna like freak myself out if I, I watch something like that, you know, because there's been plenty of nights where I've been in bed. I'm like, what can I watch? And I see Night Stalker right there, and I'm like, no, not so tonight. Enticing. <laughs> not tonight. Not tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's time for retro, or for, excuse me, we're, I'm jumping the gun. Now it's time for Random Merch of the Week. Hey, 
All right, Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the dark corners at eBay and all over the internet to find you guys some some particularly unique uh, wrestling merchandise. Uh, Marco's got the pick for us this week. Remember, this segment is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. Visit the Chick Foley Show store there to pick up all of your Chick Foley Show swag. Uh, Marco, tell us about our pick for this week. Yeah, so um, so what intrigued me to this one was the, 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 the surge of uh, the pricing of... Do you guys remember the... The WWF, it was a 1997 trivia game. I know, I I had this thing. I've seen this too. I'm like, why did I not leave this in the box? That thing might still be in my attic somewhere at home. So I'm definitely, next time I go back to Kentucky, I'm definitely scouring the attic because I don't think I would have thrown that away. But I I remember buying that game at Toys R Us. Yeah, so there was like a 98 one too. And the 97 one is like the one that everyone, that like jumped up in price. So uh, it was the, like the Rocks rookie card was in there as well as Stone Cold's. Right. Ninety seven, um, and those are those are particularly the two that are like sought after. Um, not this this one in particular that I have for this, but this, this is what brought me to this one. So I never heard of these cards before. I haven't um, either. I've never heard of this brand, and I used to be so, deep in card game. Yeah, so it's called it's so it's it's like a series of cards that were they're called. Uh, com, it was made by Comic Image, Comics Image, and now uh, they're called Duo Cards. And it was the WWF Superstars. With the Z series, so nineties, um, yeah. yeah. Z gives so, it <laughs> yeah. So it was a, so they have these. So I guess they used to like with, with the the tops cards. They have these random inserts of like autographs and stuff like that, right? Um, I did not know they did this back then. Um, so this card in particular, it's the Rock. Um, he's it's not a printed signature. Like they actually signed these. There's a couple of yeah. other ones in it's the in series. Sil- it looks like it's in a silver. Maybe a paint yeah, pen. It's a, yeah, it's a paint pen. Yeah, so yeah, even on the back of it on eBay right now, it's a beautiful card. The card is like no, it's the kind of cards I liked when I used to be into collecting basketball cards. There's no graphics or anything on the cards. It's basically yep. just a straight up photo with the classic Raw's War logo and the Rock's about to hit the Road Dog with a Samoan drop. Yeah, yeah, and it's even on the back of the card. It says like um, uh, the signature on this card is authentic, and no mechanical means were used to reproduce it. So I didn't know they even did this back in '98. Like, like someone that like obviously the person that owns this card is you know the price of it's seventeen hundred dollars, rightfully so, because um, it's a legit rock autograph. Oh, um, there was, so there's two of them on there then, because there's there's another. Yeah, there's okay, another one. So I see. Yeah. So this one. There's one for twenty nine thousand. Did you see yeah. that one? No, that one I looking see. At? There, there's one autograph. <laughs> I'm looking at one for thirteen hundred. So to me, somebody needs to get these things graded because neither one of these are graded. I'm pretty sure. If you got one of these autographed and graded, you could probably get like three or four thousand for it. Oh no, they, they, there's a graded one. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, you, I see the graded if one you down scroll here. Scroll below, they, it, uh, yeah, yeah. So the graded one's going for thirty thousand, yeah. Yeah, so, and there's another graded one going for seven thousand. So those two dudes, I should drop. You know what, man? Hmm. All right, I'm not even gonna say anything. I'm, my mind's my mind is already starting to uh, to turn on something you could do uh, with these cards here. So yeah, ignore this listing, folks. Don't go don't go near it. Marco, drop, we may need to talk after this. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking you know if you want to, you could buy one of these ones that are on here for thirteen or seventeen. Send them off to PSA and get them graded, and then throw them back on here for like four thousand bucks, man. Double your money. I mean, it sounds like a lot of money. 000. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it sounds like a lot of money, but. Uh, you know, what other asset are you going to get that's going to give you a hundred percent return on investment within yeah. you know, six months? But are those oh, listings? Or are those just like listing listings? See what's what's been sold. They're listing, but I mean, like, card. I'm pretty sure those are going to sell. You know, the card card. The card game is like crazy right now. Yeah, um, even that with like the 
it's even the card back looks different on like on this one on the signed one. If you look on the thirty thousand dollar one, the back of it, it, it it's like his stats, like he's six six and like two seventy five, blah blah blah. But on that other one, it's the same exact front, but the back says, "Hey, you pulled this this authentic card." And this one's thirty thousand without the signature. Imagine so, if you had a graded one yeah, with the signature. A, a non graded signature <laughs> eighteen hundred on December twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah. So there's no telling what a graded one would actually go for. I, I was, uh, I mean, I I only hope that like a graded one, so a graded one with no this. autograph sold for five hundred fifty eight bucks, man. Yeah, there's there's Hulk Hogan cards that are on here that aren't even worth as much as this card. Insane. It's it's and it, it, like I have, I'm hoping like basketball cards pop up again, but they probably won't because I have tons of ba- basketball yeah. cards from. They were just back so in overproduced day. in the early nineties, yeah. man. Yeah, that's how I was like. I got in like. From ninety one to ninety four, I was collecting basketball hard. Like I have, like you know, Penny Hardaway rookie, Shaq rookies, yep. Alonzo Mourning, yep. basically anybody that debuted in the early nineties. I got all the rookie cards, but there were just so many brands making cards. You had Fleer, Fleer Ultra, Upper Deck, Tops, yeah. Top Stadium Club, and that's why the bottom ended up falling out of the market for about ten years, and then it started coming back whenever um, you know they started making the really expensive packs where you're spending like nine bucks for a pack of like seven cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you get stuff that had like game worn jersey on it and everything, so. I don't know. The card game's crazy right now. It really blows my mind that people are spending this much on this stuff. I know. Didn't you just like, we gave away a whole binder full of cards. I don't know if yeah. anyone were worth anything, but like Seth had all of his old basketball cards. And we were like, yeah, these things are like garbage. Well, the <laughs> thing is, if you had them, like those things have been sitting in plastic sleeves for like 20 plus years, you got to get those things graded. Like I hadn't done any, like I, a lot of those cards had been in those, those plastic sleeves for so long that I think it probably would have damaged them even taken out of them. So. Yeah. yeah, it's uh card games because to me, like the cards, like the whole value of them is just that they're collectible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, just, I feel like cards kind of died out when the Internet came out because you could just look up a picture of your you know, yeah, favorite stats, players whenever yeah. you wanted. Um, I don't know. But yeah, it's definitely a way to make some money. And I'm kind of intrigued because I think there's a, a little bit of meat on the bone on those rock cards that are listed right there. So you may you may stumble onto something, Marco, buying some of these things, getting them graded and then flipping them. Yeah, no, definitely for for thirty thousand, if you can, that's uh, a <laughs> that's pretty insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the yeah, right, so random merch. Um, Mar- Marco will get a uh, a link to that listing posted up in the Patreon exclusive Facebook groups. Maybe we could do a group buy and go in on yeah. it, and uh, and then I'll reap the benefits when we get this, uh, <laughs> this massive profit down the line. All right, we're changing up the music. I know you guys are used to hearing that classic uh, WrestleMania theme, but we're hitting you with the Royal Rumble since we got the Royal Rumble two days away. It's time for the Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week. Uh, this segment's brought to you by Chalkline. And with that being said, it's time for our Chalkline check-in. So I, this is where I ask Seth which Chalkline shorts he's rocking, because if you know anything about the heel husband, it's that he has an insane collection of 60 chocolate. pairs 60 pairs but he's actually owned more than 60 pairs but 60 pairs is where he capped it and so anytime he gets a new pair he puts in one of the pairs on the chopping block and ends up yeah. selling it usually he offers it in our facebook group first and then if not he'll go to uh to ebay but Six, 60 pairs of shorts seemed like a reasonable amount <laughs> a bit, totally <laughs> totally reasonable yeah um so when tonight I'm rocking the uh, rocking the beautiful tonight. Halloween Havoc 1997 Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio shorts. Nice. These things are awesome. I think it was the best cruiserweight match of all time, and Chalkline just did a great job 
uh, capturing not only that match, but also kind of the Halloween Havoc vibe. So uh, one cool thing about Chalkline, they've been doing a good job of restocking stuff here lately. They yeah. just restocked some of their classic Bret Hart and Hart Foundation jackets today. So keep a lookout. If they ever uh, if they ever restock these Halloween Havoc 97 shorts, they get uh, you know our five-star strongest recommendation. And yeah. Marco, what's your uh, retro pick for this week? So I did not go with a uh, Royal Rumble pick. Normally I, I like to do the uh, – like keep a keep theme, the theme going. Uh, but since last week's Royal Rumble pick, I think I'm going to stay away from Royal Rumble picks <laughs> for now. <laughs> um, yeah, that was yeah, so, one part of the week. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick something that we did talk about last week. Where, what We went down a spiral of what a cinematic match was. Remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I think this was kind of like the OG from the uh, the modern era. Yeah, so this is like three minutes long. It's not a long match at all. Um, it's a new day. And they travel to the Wyatt compound yep. um, and face the Wyatt family. Uh, minus Luke Raw, Harper. This wasn't even on pay-per-view. Yeah, no, it was on Raw. Yeah, because I, I thought I legit thought it was on a pay-per-view, um, uh, but it wasn't. It was, on, it was on Raw, um, July eleventh, two thousand sixteen, to be exact. If you want to look it up on the uh, WWE Network, but um, yeah, so it's the Wyatt family minus Luke Harper. He wasn't there. It was um, uh, Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman yep. um, and, and Bray Wyatt, obviously, but. Pretty cool match, actually. If um, my memory serves, I think this was a couple weekends after the Hardys had their ultimate deletion match. Yes, yes it was. Fun. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think this was just WWF's answer to it that, like, okay, we can do this crazy stuff also. It wasn't nearly as wild as the Hardys, but it was still no. kind of cool to see. No, it was pretty cool because you get to see, you got to see, like, the new day out of their, like, out of their character. Like, yeah. Um, and you had that whole storyline where Bray Wyatt kind of had a trance on, uh, on Xavier Woods. Like, kind of like, did you guys remember that at all when that was happening? When they were like feuding? When he'd what? Kinda like, he would kind of like, uh, every time they would like come face to face, he would kind of like take over. And oh, Xavier yeah. Woods would kind of like be oh, hypnotized yeah. by him. Yes. We thought, we thought yes. Xavier Woods was going to go gonna join uh, the Wyatt family. To the Wyatt yeah. family, a la yes. Daniel Bryan. But yeah, yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, the match was actually pretty good. Like I said, it's three minutes. It's a, it's a quick watch. Uh, but it's actually pretty cool just to see like back then, like the cinematic match and what they did. And, the ending of it's pretty cool as well. I, I, won't, I won't give away the spoiler, but uh, it was cool to see Big E just like destroy everyone with his tank top on. He's just like running around, just trying to. He, he pretty much like fights everyone in the Wyatt family. Yeah, while Big Kofi like and Xavier stud. get destroyed. And I think uh, <laughs> if this was how, how I remember, I think this is the first time we saw shirtless Braun Strowman. That yes, was always, yeah, that was pretty unique to see at the time. Yeah, it's pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, definitely watch it. I did have a Royal Rumble pick since he's got a last man standing match this week. I went back to uh, his previous time at the Royal Rumble 2016 when for the Intercontinental Championship, Kevin Owens and Dean Ambrose went toe-to-toe for the IC title. This was a hell of a match, just Uh some killer spots. They beat the hell out of each other. This one had, I think the highlight was when, uh, you know, they'd already been going toe-to-toe, just trading so many freaking bombs. And Dean was like staging up something in the center of the ring. Like he was stacking up some tables on top of a, a chair, just something crazy. And KO's just laid out in the corner of the ring and looks up at Dean Ambrose and just shows out, I hate you. That's <laughs> <laughs> we're cracking up. And uh, again, I won't spoil it, but the ending of that match is pretty dang spectacular. Um, so yeah, check that out. So I think it was the opening match for Royal Rumble 2016, which is a pretty good show altogether. Um, but definitely uh, give a watch for KO and. Dean Ambrose. Um, and it is now time for Sheena to hit us with some listener mail. All right, Sheena reached out in our 
uh, Patreon exclusive Facebook group earlier on today, soliciting some questions from our awesome listeners, a premium Foley fam. Uh, Sheena, say this with your best shot. Okay, so with it being Royal Rumble weekend, I wanted to start with um, our buddy Matt Carlos. He says, with it being Royal Rumble weekend, one of the best parts is after the buzzer when the entrance music blares off. What would be your entrance music, Seth? Um, I've said this plenty of times. If I was a wrestler, I'd go with like this, you know, Steve Austin, angry redneck gimmick. But I would turn, I would, I would just be hardcore heel all the way. And my entrance music would be "Dirty White Boy" by Foreigner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I would, nice. I would use something to the tune of like Inner Sandman. I think I, I just feel like that's just like. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with me. I'm not like people a would think the Sandman's returning. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. Um, yeah, I will go with that, even though people think the Sandman. I'll just crush a few beer cans on my head and call it a day. <laughs> uh, what about you, Marco? Oh man, I never. I actually never thought of that. But if I, the only, the only uh, like actually instrumental or theme song I could think of would probably be like uh, "Fabulous Breathe." That would be pretty one. sick to walk yeah, out to. That, that was a pretty high back. Yeah, it'll give you yeah, like that. Throwback, man. That song was from 2004. Oh, yeah, the calm, the calm Before the Storm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay, so this is from Sam Rosenthal. Where where do you see WWE and AEW in five years? Do you think there? Do you think we will ever get the AEW version we all expected when it was announced? I think we all expected more like an ROH in JPW. To me, AEW is exactly what I thought it would be. It's yeah. a, it's its I was own say that thing. Too. It's like... It's like an indie version of w, of like peak WCW. You know, I think it's yeah. a lot of the best elements of WCW, which which is really Southern wrestling. You know what I mean? WCW is kind of Southern wrestling um, or South Atlantic wrestling yeah. uh, just on the national scale. I think it's taken some of the best elements of that and mixed them with some of uh, the best elements of just, you know, modern day 21st century wrestling, you know, with all the stuff that they do on social media. But to me, I have got the AEW that I expected. And I'd say nice. it's actually exceeded my expectations um roh you know i think roh is going to do that you know the the high work rate super technical matches that's what roh is for um and i just think it's awesome that we uh you know hopefully after the pandemic's over roh and nwa can kind of get their momentum back and we'll have all those different flavors of wrestling because there's plenty of room for all of them uh marco what about you has AEW kind of been what you expected or is it is it not quite lived up to it what do you think Uh, no i think they i think they lived up to it i think they kind of like they had a slow uh, start, I think. Yeah, I think from, from what they said, it was a more sports oriented and stuff like that. But obviously, it's it's wrestling, so you can't escape like the like the the entertainment part of it. So yeah, I mean, uh, that was kind of like the thing that kind of threw people off a little bit was to actually get they promised one thing and delivered another. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think they do actually encapsulate some of the the Japan style or New Japan style wrestling with their pay per views. Uh, they do their pay per views are pretty much carted out the same way a new japan uh pay-per-view is with the all the, they put all the championship matches at the end of the pay-per-view as opposed to sprinkling them out through that's yeah. that's a japan right. thing they they do all the matches at the beginning and then all the title matches are at the end of the so it's one after another yeah. and you're not just waiting for something so they and they the time limits and stuff like that too they kind of took from uh new japan as well so they they, they did kind of encapsulate all all that is uh, what wrestling is WWE New Japan and ROH so I think they kind of took all three and made their own their own type of thing already I agree I think AEW is its own thing and I, I really I, I like everything that they're doing so 
This next question comes in from um, our good buddy, Mike Lanham. He says, if each of you could have a solo podcast about a single subject, non-wrestling related, what would it be? Um, I wouldn't, man. This is, this is it for me for podcasting. So if something ever happened and this show broke up, I think I'd just, you know, put the mic in the drawer. Actually, no, I wouldn't because I'm all about making money. I put the mic on eBay and uh, <laughs> I just move on and do something else with, uh, with my nights. Um, if I could do, a, I, I'm, I have, I'm so multifaceted. There's so many things that I'm like super passionate about and things that I super love. Um, if I could have like a guilty pleasure podcast that I would just like really love to sit down and do and like talk with another co-host about, I would love to have like a Bravo talk show where I just like talk about all of the, you know, the dirt on all the Bravo shows, Real Housewives, <laughs> Southern Charm, Below, Below Deck. If I could just like talk tea about all of those things all the time, I would I would be so here for it because I've I've been listening to or watching those shows for I mean like when the first Real Housewives like 10, 15 years ago yeah since then um, so that would be me I would be like the the Bravo the Bravo Liberty co host po- podcast host yeah I would I was gonna say movies would probably be what I'd probably go with if I was gonna do a podcast. Talk about different types of movies and stuff like that, but what I would, what I want to do is, if this show like like did break up and we all did our own thing, I probably just go right shop window. Yeah, I'd go to I go right to Conrad, um, and I would join his network, and I would do the Chick Foley After Dark <laughs> podcast where I talk about all the dirt from <laughs> from all the conversations we had, all the stuff on the Chick Foley show, just like air, the air it all out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a little. A limited series. It won't be like a whole, yeah. like, a short, a short thing. It'll just be, series. you know, like maybe like 10 episodes, 10 shows, and then call it quits. That type of stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. So, we're going to do one more. I'm going to take this one from Randy Smith. He says, when was the first time you were recognized in public? Did it make you feel like you had made it in the podcast world? Who had the figure obsession first? You or Seth? And how did you explain your figure obsession to one another? So, this is like a multi-parter, Randy. Um, yeah, he so hits you with the answer question. Like, whoosh, he hit you with the, 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 the Stone, the stone Cold Steve Austin style. Like, hey, what was going on? What was going on with your mind? Was someone recognize you? Were you scared? Were you nervous? <laughs> Where is your mind set? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love it so much. Okay, so, Randy, first time I was recognized in public, it was actually way, way, way before the podcast, which is so weird. It was so weird to me. We were at the Wrestling Guy store and our um he's a friend of ours now um norm hipster norm, hipster, at hipster norm on um on instagram huge njpw mark like you know just he goes to wrestle kingdom most years yeah goes to wrestle kingdom um he's he's the man love norm we were in the wrestling guy store in that was in la right yeah, it's in LA. yeah in la and awesome store also if you're ever in the la area you must visit the wrestling guy store mm-hmm. Dude, yeah it's super nice uh yeah, love that guy. And they have, um, I mean, they have all kinds of signings and stuff there. You can follow them on Instagram too, the, at the Wrestling Guy store. But I was in there, and all of a sudden, um, Norm just like looks over, you know, and he says, "Hey, Chick Foley, heel husband." And uh, we just started strike, struck up a conversation. I just thought it was so funny that he recognized me. And then in in years 
after that, you know, even before the podcast, um, when we would go to Wrestle WrestleMania and you know, access and stuff, we would run into people that followed us on Instagram, and that it, it was always so weird to me still because I'm we just got recognized like a, at a Target in Hawaii one time. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, it was like uh, you know, so Chick Fil A and heel husband. Yeah, he said, "Holy family!" <laughs> Holy, so like, family. Huh? Oh my god! Yeah, so <laughs> it, it is weird because it really makes the world feel so so small when you get recognized like that, and it's also funny because I feel like I'm and I'm just like such a normie. You know what I mean? Like totally I, the normie. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's not nice. <laughs> you said <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but just like I'm just like a normal everyday like mom, and then you know I have this like online presence that people just think you know I don't I don't know what people think, but um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool to get to get recognized. But yeah, it does always make you feel a little bit weird. Um, Seth had the figure obsession first. I mean, I've always I've been, been collecting a, figures my whole life. Yeah, he's been collecting figures his whole life. I've always been a collector. Like I've collected things before we even started collecting getting back in the collectors uh, collecting action figures. Like I collected dishes and you know, all kinds of nerdy shit that you guys don't want to hear about, but um, lots of plates, <laughs> lots of bakeware, <laughs> um, vintage bakeware from the 50s and 60s. So yeah, so shit, stuff that you, you guys, need to elaborate. Yeah, you just said I collected dishes. So people would be like, Oh, shit, a, bunch of bowls. <laughs> a bunch of bowls. It really was a bunch of bowls. Um, but yeah. Uh, but I think once you kind of like, we put the two and two together, it was like, it was dangerous when we got like, Oh, we got our, our, sites focused on action figures and you know our forces combined it was like oh hell yeah let's do this so um he definitely initiated the the resurgence of our our love for action figures um so i didn't really have to explain my my action figure obsession to him obviously i played with action figures as a kid you know i've done multiple interviews and stuff like that talking about all that kind of stuff and you know growing up with wrestling and whatnot but yeah seth was the, the hardcore collector and still still drives the collection to to this day now that you know the kids are here and everything he still keeps everything it's a full-time going. job keeping up with all these different damn lines it's and stuff insane nowadays, and nowadays the different store yeah. exclusives like you gotta put in some work you know i feel like that i sometimes I'm kind of envious of the casual collectors who just like if they see something and like it they get it but you know i, I can't do that i'm too ocd so I, yeah. I gotta have i i hate missing out on stuff yeah all right, so that's going to do it for episode 113 yeah. of the Chick Foley Show. Royal Rumble weekend, your, folks. It's going to be say, awesome. If you didn't get your question read this week, we'll, we'll finish up the mailbag from next week because you guys hit us with a ton of questions, which yeah. we super appreciate. We'll hit the so. rest next week before we yeah. get another batch coming in. Yeah. Um, Sheena, remind everybody where they can find you guys on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Find Marco Runs Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, join our Foley fam. Interact with us. Do all the fun things. Uh, join our Royal Rumble. Yeah. Chickfoleyshow.com. Chickfoleyshow.com. And remember, guys, uh, make sure you guys hit that subscribe and review button. We definitely appreciate it anytime you guys are just going on kind of ad hoc and uh, and listening. But hit that subscribe button and drop a review because that's what really um, pushes us up in iTunes and Spotify and, and helps new listeners just kind of stumble upon and, and discover the, the podcast. So uh, that's it, Marco. I ask you every week, man. We're heading in, we're, we're 48 hours away from the Rumble. You got any closing thoughts for us this week? Man, if you're in the if you're on the East Coast, stay warm. That's all I gotta say. Just stay warm, hunker down. It's yeah. gonna be a it's gonna be a fun weekend <laughs> of yeah. snow. I cannot wait for Sunday night. It's gonna be a blast. We still gotta figure out our menu. What we're, what we, you know what we're gonna grind on. What we're gonna be eating. Yeah, all of my previous um, Royal Rumble feasts have been showing up in my Facebook memories. You know, yeah. I always take a picture of it. And I'm always like, man. But yeah, it's going to be a uh, awesome Sunday night. Um, stay in touch. Obviously, she will keep the updates going on IG. Marco will be talking on uh, Twitter. If, you know, if anything crazy happens, maybe we'll jump on for a, a, a rapid review afterwards. We've done that. I think we did that after SummerSlam. Yeah. 
Uh, so, so we'll see, but we'll definitely keep you guys, uh, in the loop with our thoughts and, and opinions as the show plays out. Cause this is really going to set the table for, for a really unique WrestleMania. I would say the most unique ever, but I think it's gonna, definitely going to be second place after what we saw last year, but it's going to be an awesome year. It's the best time of year for, to be a wrestling fan. And, uh, thank you guys for supporting us We're on the ro- road to WrestleMania, baby.